Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>
We are not a mandatory, but we are voluntarily uh, shelter in place right now. And I've been driving a lot for work and there are cars everywhere to a point where I'm like, you guys know you shouldn't be out unless it's a major emergency. And I'm pretty sure it's not. It's it's pretty empty here. Really? Yeah. I, I get patches of that and it's creepy, but yeah. the freeway still, I mean, it's mostly me and uh, 18 wheelers, but every once in a while there's the odd car that's just a person clearly just going for a drive somewhere well to to be fair though we have considered going for a drive and not getting out of the car and just going for a drive to go look at other things Uh, (laughs) yeah sure we and we've done that but with this they're doing it on the throughway there's not much to look at there like we went to chitnango falls which that's a nice drive so but the throughway yeah question mark papa's going crazy so i'm sure he is yeah he he is considered doing just that like going and driving and, and i was like dad go drive like you can just don't get out and he's like now if i go somewhere i'm gonna want to get out of the car go, well <laughs> then you can't go anywhere <laughs> give me your keys you're grounded yep, then you're, then you're, <laughs> like he's a, like he's drunk well have you met papa joe <laughs> oh. you, you know who actually seems totally to love it though is six month old yeah sure it's just fine with it sure because she's like oh you're always here that's good I like that. Um, Casey, how does the new member of your family like it? Newer than six months. First of all, he's not a new member of the family. We have a hamster that six is- Six months will be re- eligible for his AARP card. <laughs> That's right. God willing. Uh, he is living in our house. We have a hamster that lives in the house with us, but he is not a member of our family. Oh, oh is that how you're framing yes, it? Okay, I'm 100% framing it. <laughs> He bit me, so uh, he's dead to me. It, it, if this goes to the end of the, the summer, we're almost certainly going to wind up with a dog. I can't <laughs> let's see how it's not going to happen. Can you talk to Danny about that one? Because I was like, you know what would be better uh, than a hamster? <laughs> a dog. Didn't work. Though at this point, I, I'd also feel like some sort of animal from which you could you know, get milk like a cow and not have to Ooh. go to the store would be useful. But then you'd have to uh, pasteurize it. <laughs> A goat, perhaps? You know, no, he, my wife grew up on a goat farm. She doesn't want more goats. <laughs> Todd, how is Christian? So he is a married man. What? Uh, and he, When did that happen? He, he uh, uh, A few weeks ago, uh, another mm-hmm. soldier he met in training and you know, young kids in love and it happens. So uh, they actually got married and actually moved into an apartment off base kind of right before everything happened. So, oh, good. So she's also a, uh, a linguist. Um, so that she's in a language school with him. So they're both doing their learning from the apartment. So for them, I'm like, boy, I guess we're really going to find out uh, how strong your relationship is because yeah. 24 hours a day, you're right there. So where did you honeymoon? Our apartment. That's right. <laughs> the living room. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a brief stop over in the kitchen and then back to the living room. Uh, yeah. So he, they're good. But, um, you know, she was supposed to, she had a temporary assignment to, uh, f- to Germany that was supposed to happen this spring. And oh, right. I, you know, don't know if that's going to happen. And, you know, so it's it, like everybody, anything beyond right this second, who knows? Right. Yeah. Boy, that's the truth. But it's probably for the best that they've got off the base. Right. I know that was a thought like, well, if this is going to happen, we'd rather be off post. So, yeah. Yeah. How does that work there? I'm sort of surprised to learn that as young in his career in the military, he is that he he can uh, choose to do that. I mean, I couldn't even live off campus until I was a junior. If you're married, it it all changes, even if you're married to another uh, military member. But yeah, otherwise he would 
He was in the barracks. Yeah. When we were in college, you, you had to stay till you were a junior unless you either had allergies or, and this will tell you how long ago I went to college, told them you were gay. Wow. <laughs> wait, wait. What? Holy shit. I didn't know that part. Wow. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Luckily, I had allergies. I mean. <laughs> Are we comfortable sharing the school? If not, tell me off mic. But holy the, cow. Oh, no. I mean, this was, I believe, a policy throughout the state university. Oh, a, oh, a SUNY school. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. Holy cow. I mean, but it was not a cast the gay people out thing. It was a you may not be comfortable in this environment. That's exactly the sweet spot of how long ago I went to college. It was not yeah. so long ago as like, we want you out of here because you're gay. It was we think you might be uncomfortable because we can't control everybody else's homophobia. Yeah. <laughs> so sure, you can go move into this. I know many people who, you know. May have been temporarily gay. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, it was also college in a theater department, but that. Right. <laughs> That's right. But Colin, you perfectly framed that that mm-hmm. timeline that that really kind of narrows it to a to mm-hmm. a place in time. Yeah, holy cow! So, uh, speaking of gay people, <laughs> the star of this movie, <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. I never got an answer from you guys on this. Yes, how did this have a theatrical release? No, that's a great. That's something we're going to cover. We'll get there. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you just really want to talk about it. No, it yeah. it well. <laughs> We can get there now. I mean, yeah, I get there now. Uh, it's because, well. Do we need to get here now? We can. Ooh. Well, okay. well, you know, bef- yeah. Before we do anything, before we do that, though, I do feel like we need to Uh-oh. acknowledge Colin joining us moves him out of the five timer club into the six timer. <laughs> Chuck, buddy, you're all alone at five. Shannon and Colin. Holy shit. And then Sh- is Shannon Jeez. six or seven? Six. I thought you were throwing shots okay. at Shannon, but <laughs> throwing shots at your old Air Force buddy I, after flying all those planes with listen, him. Listen, we, we need it. We, we, we got it. I told Elizabeth about that joke at dinner tonight, actually. Really? <laughs> well, yeah, I was clarifying. I was like, oh, you know, the Christian's. Christian's not in the Air Force. And right. Oh, she's like, oh, Todd was Air Force. I'm like, yeah, that's why Casey always makes the jokes about how, you know, how much yeah. he likes to fly planes. <laughs> yeah, that's, right, that's right. Because I literally thought he flew planes. <laughs> it's not, it didn't everybody start as think, a joke. Everybody thinks that. Yeah. Air Force. You're in the air. I don't understand it. <laughs> that's right. Your military right. branch is a lie. Well, uh, <laughs> Chuck knows that it's with love, but we got to speak the truth here. So uh, we've got two of our friends in the six timer club and, uh, Chuck there at five. Can you so. imagine in, in 15 years when everybody's rolling out of the Space Force and it's like, oh, how was space? Well, yeah, I got right. this really cool. Spent a lot of time in a shack in Canaveral. Yeah, and I got a really cool <laughs> patch. That's right. They already had really cool patches. The Space Command was one of the major commands, the MAGCOMs of the Air Force. So, mm-hmm. Right. They took it from Air yeah. Force. and But then again, you guys were pilfered from the Army. We were in the Army so. Air Corps. That's correct. Yeah, very good. Nice. All right. <laughs> All right. So I just feel, I felt like we needed to acknowledge the sixth timer in the room. Six so, times. Yeah, six times, now, buddy. Very exciting. And since we are. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. What are we drinking? We've got two different beers this evening. Uh, like we did for Condor Man, I went to Branching Out Bottle Shop here in Township 5 in the Camillus area in you're in Syracuse. Beverage stores, one of New York State's essential businesses. I'm not going to argue, so we're doing our best to keep them open. Went in with mask on, keeping our six foot uh, social distancing in place. It's around, you know, this movie, this, this piece we're doing, one of those ones where there's a million things to pick from. Mm-hmm. Landed on a brewery that we've drank from twice before. So McKellar, which is from originally from Denmark, 
They have a few different domestic uh, United States breweries. This is their McKellar New York City brewery. Uh, we previously drank their beers from the Prestige and uh, Toby Maguire Spider-Man. We're also not drinking a beer since we're not driving tonight. This is actually a barley wine. Oh, damn. So it's McKellar's Don't Be a Tough Guy, which seems <laughs> apropos given the protagonist. So McKellar's Don't Be a Tough Guy is a big bad 10.9% barley wine. Subtle aromas of toffee, dried fruits, and brown sugar with an ever so slight wave of citrus coming from the addition of Columbus hops. So I'm really excited for this. Oh, uh, that's yeah. what Casey and I are drinking because I left two cans on your doorstep, which your <laughs> wife was kind enough to bring in. Yes. Uh, but Colin, you went on a little adventure of your own to procure your drink. I did. Uh, in the interest of supporting a local brewery, I went to Montclair Brewery. Montclair is the town right over from where we live. Uh, this is a brewery that actually opened, they've been brewing for a while, but I'm pretty sure they opened their facility either late 2018 or early 2019. So it's a relatively new tap room. Uh, Casey's actually been there with me. and Yeah. We didn't have this that I'm having. It's, but they have some really nice stuff, some unusual beers. The owners are uh, African-American with some Caribbean heritage, so they have some brews that reflect that, reflect beer styles that are popular in Africa and the Caribbean. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, and it's a really nice spot, and they also do, like, at least five or six uh, sodas, like craft sodas that they put on oh, yeah. tap, too, so it's a very family-friendly Obviously, the tap room is closed, but uh, I went uh -huh. masked and uh, begloved, and uh, and they they <laughs> filled up a few cans for me uh, from the new Prowler canner. And so this is Frog Hollow Orange Wheat, which is a um, orange. Uh, it's a it's a wheat beer. Frog Hollow is a neighborhood in Montclair, and so it's a light-bodied Belgian-style wheat ale brewed with orange peel and coriander flavored with orange slices post-fermentation. That nice. sounds amazing. All right. Well, let's all hold our glasses up. Well, hang on. Oh, I well, Casey, I don't know if you're smelling yours yet, but this is smelling amazing. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> We're not going so anywhere. Good. That's good. All right. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. Wow. Ooh. Wow. I feel like we we're just at complete opposite ends of the drinking spectrum, like a, <laughs> a yep. spiced wit. And uh, and a barley, a barley wine. Yeah. So the barley wine comes in the you know the sixteen ounce craft cans, which I love. Mm -hmm. But um, this will be a one beverage uh, session tonight because no way am I drinking two of these. What did you say the ABV was? Ten point nine. Okay, you know. I mean, we've had some beers that are up there, but yeah, this is a six point five, which is actually relatively high for a okay. beer. For what? Yeah, and I already had a beer with dinner, so this will definitely be my only beer. All right, for the pod, I I actually ended up getting that um that Lakeshore uh Todd that you recommended. Oh yeah, that was really good. I've had that one on tap, Kegerator. I've had that on tap here. That one's pretty good. Very different than this. Now this is not one I'd had from them before, but uh, I've really liked everything I've had, and this is very nice. It's it's not the orange is very light. It definitely doesn't taste like a a fruit beer. It's just that nice, right. crisp, light wheat flavor and then like sort of a back spice citrus note as you finish it so it's 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 really kind of nice for the i don't know what your weather was like today but uh we had like rain and then went into a, a kind of cold sun spring day it's, it's perfect for this that is exactly what we had yeah casey uh your next trip down there or colin if you get up here um i'll take some of that please uh <laughs> oh yeah 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 you guys should um it, it's it's definitely uh they have their canner machine right there. So great. 
Awesome. Nice. I was happy to go and, and support them because like uh, it was actually Elizabeth who suggested we go do it. And it's like, well, we want them to be here when it's over. Yeah, that's the thing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. It's exactly what we're trying to do, too. So why did we pick this movie, Todd, to be in the helmet? Great question. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we, we kind of did a, a home rule before we started. Right. So our rules are pretty clear. Theatrical release superhero movies. Right. However, we did say we would stretch it for some specific scenarios. Including you really want to watch it. <laughs> That's one well, for this. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, some key people in our favorite movies, Batman movies, Captain America, Avengers. So this is obviously written and directed by Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. And it is a superhero movie. Did but he do some other superhero movies? He, he might have. Da- he's dabbled in it. Um, so this kind of gets He's in done the, uh, one good superhero movie. Justice League. Uh, well, and I would argue now, neither of you have actually seen this, right? He did one pretty fantastic superhero television show. Buffy. No. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Buffy is a superhero show. I, yeah, I, I, I can be OK with that. Did, did the did the Buffy film ever wind up in the helmet per my argument? The film did not. No, I, I would argue that it really should. I would argue that the TV show has a better chance. Like, <laughs> but for the, you know, what I mean, like. I think that I think the movie's kind of a straight up campy horror. So neither of you watched oh, Buffy the series, right? I did. Uh, not okay. not yeah. uh, not every episode, but actually my last year in the Air Force in Korea, that was one. Buffy was one of the shows that AFN, the Armed Forces Network, yeah, would you know broadcast overseas on like on base and stuff. So actually, I watched a lot of Buffy in a year, and I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Why didn't I ever watch this? <laughs> I'm sure that's the rabbit hole I would go down to, but it's <sighs> you, oh, you'd love it, Casey. It's classic Whedon, in my opinion, which is the Whedon I love, not modern Whedon, not Roseanne. So the <laughs> the Whedonness gave this extra points to get past its lack of a theatrical. Yes, but it couldn't have had a theatrical because at the time that this was made and released, there was a writer's strike. Yeah. I think there was a writer's and an actor's strike. Yes. Uh, no, no, because the actor's strike, an actor's strike would have um, stopped them from being able to do this. Yeah, the, it was. It, it actually was conceived as a writer's strike project as a chance to do something uh, that would, you know, circumvent the rules um, or re- not circumvent them, but so much as mm-hmm. exist outside of the sphere of influence of the writer's guild um, without, you know, crossing the picket line because it was explicitly intended for an internet release right and it really was one of the first things that people were asked to pay money for and watch a narrative show with with high quality production you know by today's standards you look back looking back i was like this looks like it was made for about 20 bucks but it really you know there is a strong argument to be made that much of the way we consume quote unquote television today, i.e. streaming series and things like that starts with this show. It, it really, and it was a phenomenon, sure. you know? Sure. Well, it, you know, it, it also interestingly circumvents the whole traditional distribution network, which mm-hmm. if you are a large distribution company, <laughs> right? right? Like you should be threatened by that because um, so it was about $200,000 mm-hmm. uh, to create but right. Whedon did it on his own. And then. Well, and with his brother, Jed and Jed's yep. now wife, I don't know if she, they were married then Marissa Tanakarian. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. Probably should. Have yes. 
But but I think that the fact that the writers were all producers, it wasn't a writer's room for it, was a big part of that, too, was was one of the things that meant that they weren't then, you know, violating the writers guild. Got it. I think this would be a very much a parallel in the you know movie TV genre that Prince's move to basically start distributing his own music himself was in the in the music industry. Right. You know, I think personally, when artists get closer to fans, right, or content creators get closer to consumers, the fewer layers in between, I tend to think of that as a good thing. And I think this, I was so thrilled when we pulled this last time. I absolutely love this. I'm just, I was gleeful. Colin, you'll that. hear that at the end of Condor yeah. Man. <laughs> oh, yes. God, Condor Man. I can't wait. I, I may need to rewatch that thing. Um, Do you? I think you do, because it's great. Oh, did, I assume hey. that Casey mentioned that it was like, that was one of those things we the, both It was watched. the nostalgia poll, yeah. Because oh, yeah. we did. Yeah. But we both did we, nostalgia we, polls. We, yeah. But it's something we watched all the right. time. Yeah. It was one of those ones my father had taped off of probably HBO. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and and I believe it, we used to occasionally play Condor Man, which just meant flapping our arms and running around and yelling Condor Man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> going Condor Man. Um, now, did you guys see Doctor Horrible when it aired? Aired, quote unquote. I, I did not. I'm tr- and I was trying to think when I did. So I I own it now on Blu-ray, but I've owned it for a number of years, and I also own the um. The shooting script, complete score, commentary Ooh, script. Wow. Like this is, uh, I was going through wow. this watching it. It's delightful. And then I'm like, and it's the it's the score as well. And I was like, oh, I could, I could totally. Uh, I was gonna get the guitar out and start messing around with like a man's got to do. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to mess with this. Um, do you know that the audio commentary, Todd? There is one that is them singing. Like it's a it's its own musical. Yes, commentary the musical, <laughs> and there's a song that references itself, not the musical. The song references itself. The song, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is it? It's like the song that goes like this from Spamalot. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Joss Whedon, the the man. I would say, until he left the MCU, I would say the man responsible for the MCU, because if if Avengers doesn't work. You don't get anything that comes after that. And I think that, you know, the Avengers was an amazing piece of work to bring all of these characters together in a way that all of the characters felt represented and true and they had something to play. And I I contrast that with, and I think we talked about this in the episode, X-Men's use of like Storm. She stands around until it's her turn to fry Toad, right? But... (laughs) By contrast, the Avengers was this amazing collaboration of a team. So in my mind, Joss Whedon is the reason we have the MCU. Obviously, Kevin Feige gets credit. Well, but and look, if Avengers doesn't work, nothing after that comes. Honestly, rewatching this for the first time in what has to be at least 10 years, if not more. Sure. I definitely was, especially the way, especially the humor of it. Um is very you see the DNA of that carry over not only into Whedon's MCU stuff but into the whole Marvel approach and and honestly it, you know I know you guys probably don't read as many currently published comics than, than the last time but like that right. you you know I sent you that that panel uh, from the guy who looks like he might be writing Ant Man three he had done a uh, Nova miniseries that the humor in that 
it's genius was yep. very much you know it, it could you could feel the doctor horribleness of it sure the 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 sense that what helps you have these not that doctor horrible has as many of them but you know even when you're not doing something that's as spoofy as this the thing that lets you have the huge completely earnest cap stands there with moments spoiler um, <laughs> it's fine <laughs> is because is because you do undercut with the human level you know because you know i i don't know if you they would have ever done cap if they hadn't done that great scene in ultron yeah do you know I what agree. i mean i think those that balances out and that is part of the the special sauce and i would go one further even and say oh, careful guys spoiler territory well um, I, I was listening. I've just finished up this uh, the Business Wars oh, right. podcast. They did a little six episode, seven episode arc on Marvel versus DC. Mm-hmm. Really good, and they referenced you know theory on why Marvel overtook DC in the in the comics, and then you know eventually movies. But they referenced actually Richard Donner's Superman and his his belief that verisimilitude mm. was the key, right? Like. It's this fantastic world, but within the world, it's got to be real and grounded, and it's got to feel real. Yeah, and I mean, I just, it, it will be interesting to see as we start, as both Marvel and DC start to do more cosmic stuff. You know, um, yeah. Eternals, um, Ava DuVernay's going to do uh, New Gods. Is that um, still on? Really? Yeah. Awesome. But what happens with that in, in terms of, you know, though that sort of high bombast Kirby style, like can it survive that undercutting? Now, I don't know if I've, either of you ever got to read Mr. Miracle. No, that uh, Tom King's Mr. Miracle. It's amazing. I've heard that. And he is a, he is co-writing on, on that. And it's talking oh. about taking, take like grounding. And it's, it, it is funny, but it's also incredibly sad. And it's like a meditation on fatherhood and all sorts of things. It's really, you know, but you're right. The, the, you know, the, the human part of superhuman is all has to be as interesting. That's right. right. And, and that's what we get throughout Dr. Horrible, right. Is those moments mm-hmm. of, you know, yeah, that's right. Like it's those moments that make it real because it's 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 a whole human reaction. It's not this kind of two dimensional cutout. Which is funny because the very first moment is is the laugh, right? right? Yeah. But I think what what's so interesting is that like the only person who does have arguably superpowers in this is the most one dimensional character. Oh yeah. There's nothing that happens with Captain Hammer, and he is, you know arguably indestructible it seems like and doesn't work out he's just strong until <laughs> until he does break but it's but it's it's an ego break it's not a it, it, he's not going to yeah, learn but, anything at the end of that therapy session he's going to go back to thinking he's awesome uh yeah no i don't know yeah captain Hammer's <clears throat> powers are rather blurrily defined <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's see um you know some of the things we typically talk about often talk about budget so Whedon has bit said that he he spent about $200,000 to do this basically on you know he was the studio <laughs> this subsequently made money back they were able to pay all the performers and the crew everyone that worked on it he claimed he made more money on it than on Avengers yeah i can yeah, see that uh, this, this sat at apple itunes number 1 for 5 weeks which is not anything big now but back then to be that huh. big for 5 weeks that's that's crazy 
So the Wikipedia page quotes a Whedon interview in Forbes from May of 2012, Avengers director Joss Whedon on trying to be more like Buffy. Uh, in that article, he said he made they they we made over three million dollars with it. So good for them. So there's no almost casts for this, right? Because it was Whedon going. Which of my friends would I like to do this with? <laughs> Did you see what uh, happened when he called Nathan Fillion? No. No. Nathan Fillion saw Whedon's name on his caller ID, answered the phone, said yes. <laughs> and he goes, I haven't even asked you what it is. He goes, I don't care. I'm in. Nice. He's not wrong. No. No. And it, it's a great part for him. You guys have seen Whedon's Much Ado? Yes. I have not. I have. It's been a while, but yeah, I saw it when it came out. Phil- Fillion is fantastic in it as Dogberry. He's- He's, he's never so bad. Funny. He's I don't think he's been in bad stuff, but he's never bad. I'll, but he's it's such a great use of him and his persona because by that point he'd been on Castle for three or four decades. <laughs> and and so, you know, it's a modern dress, and they really just play Dogberry as that hard charging TV cop, but he's really dumb. Really <laughs> dumb. You know. Nice. So most of the parts that Nathan Fillion plays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's his bread and butter. He's good at it. He's he's just delightful. This is something that both Danny and The Bean watched with me. Oh, how did The Bean like it? She loved it. Yay. Yeah. She really, really liked it. She was not happy with the ending. Surprise. We'll talk <laughs> about the ending. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, the only other thing I'd, I'd share from um, so this does have an IMDb score, despite the lack of a theatrical release. Oh. If you want to take a crack at it, I'm going to guess it's. I'd say it's at least eight. Let's say eight point five. Yeah, I was going to say in the eight eight five. Yeah, somewhere there. Eight point five. Well done, the Ryan brothers. Yeah. Uh, the Ryan boys oh, again. That's right. <laughs> but it was well reviewed. In fact, I went back and read the Times review of it after watching it, uh-huh. and it was—it's very funny because the Times is like mm, TV on the internet. <laughs> what is this? Does does Yoda write for the Times? The, the review is as much about can you believe you could watch something on your tele on your computer? You know, which is just—I mean, twelve years. My my my, how far we've come! Right. Uh, this one. Wheaton, his first Emmy. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, this this has got stuff. Oh. Chuck just sent us a photo. Todd, we'll look at that later. Right. Charles, stop interrupting us. Yeah, listen, Chuck, you're only a five-timer. We're talking to a six-timer here. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Oh. oh, we're going to get it from him so bad when this episode comes out. We're going to hear about that. <laughs> it's probably probably for the best he moved to Florida. He's loud <laughs> enough. We'll hear him. <laughs> All right. So do uh, is there anything else we want to talk about preamble, or do you want to get into the episode? Let's go. Good. This movie starts and lets you know exactly what it's going to be in the first, I don't know, 30 seconds. We have this crazy music with these titles and then a smash cut to Neil Patrick Harris laughing. Can we back up one second, though, before we get to him? I'm working with a vocal coach, strengthening the... Can we back up on the FBI mm-hmm. warning that all of a sudden does does the the video shake and changes, and we get the evil league of evil warning? We didn't get that on on the one that we watched. Oh, 
I suspect, Todd, that that is only on your the Blu-ray? physical Blu-ray because I don't remember uh, that from the. It's a, a nice yeah. little addition. It is, and it's perfect. So it takes the kind of the the well-known FBI warning screen shakes. Mm-hmm. It goes from a blue background to a red background, and uh, we get this video disc is designated for evil purposes only, <laughs> and any and all non-evil use will result in immediate self-hatred. <laughs> evil rule of evil number twenty-four B states that any and all infringements constitute an extreme offense with the maximum penalty of up to five nails driven into the offending skull and a $250,000 fine. Don't be a hero. Oh my God, that's amazing. Right? Wow. And of course, it goes by so fast, I I had to go back and uh, get a picture with my phone because it's actually Mm -hmm. not, so it's not in the movie. It's as the blue, before you get to the title menu on the Blu-ray, it shows that, and there's no way to pause that. Right, right. So I had to go back, restart, and I had my phone ready. I snapped a picture so I could get the text. <laughs> the only other Blu-ray that I know that does that is Fight Club. The FBI warning becomes a, uh, a message from Tyler Durden. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's oh, how interesting. Todd. Oh. Come on. So, yeah, Dr. Horrible's showing us his laugh. Then he starts reading letters. He's workshopping the laugh, though, right? <laughs> I mean, like, he's workshopping it. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to yeah. get there. Uh, and he uh, starts reading an email. I can't remember what the email starts with, but he turns the camera and in that perfect Neil Patrick way. To Sly for You writes, Hey, genius. Wow, sarcasm. That's original. And then realizes he's done sarcasm and just is dejected, which is, I, I don't I don't think there's a person who's better in Hollywood at doing that specific thing, realizing they screwed up and getting dejected as perfectly as Neil is. Yeah, we have spoken about our love of Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, watching this made me again wish, like, oh, could he have been Mysterio? Like, uh, like you know, the the love of magic. Yeah, that he was spoken heavily for Mysterio, right? Yeah. It was a big. Well, and on the other side, he could have been the Flash. He he is in um, New Frontier. Yeah, New Frontier. Uh, that's right. No, let's get him in the good. A good universe. Well, after the video of Ezra Miller that came out this week, we may be getting a new Flash. <gasps> I saw that. That's tough. Did you see that, Colin? I didn't see this. He, there's no context, so that I feel like context is going to matter there. Right, but he hasn't spoken about it, so it makes me feel like he did the wrong thing. Somebody, I guess, came up to him and started talking shit to him, and he grabbed this woman by the throat and said, do you want to fight? threw her to the ground and said do you want to fucking fight and then whoever's filming goes whoa 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 dude and it cuts out and it just it does not look good for mr miller at all i'm sorry he goes by they them pronouns it does not look good for ezra miller oh i didn't know that but they prefer they them pro pronouns so i think that was part of their beef with the person they were using gender specific pronouns with them so but just a give you the right to oh, throw geez. somebody to the ground i had not i had not heard about that oh yeah it, it, it came and went real quick on twitter uh, we moved on to other terrible things yeah right there's so much mm-hmm. yeah so uh stepping back to something lighter <laughs> this movie? um so the dr horrible sing-along blog the book uh <laughs> gives me not only is it the shooting script which there are a few places where they um the line that we hear is different than the script but it's pretty good, but it also includes a visual of the email. But what a great, to your point, what a great tone right off the bat, right? Like it's fun and playful and and subversive, right? Mm-hmm. 
he's doing the evil laugh, but he is absolutely charming as he's reading the emails. Right. He talks about his unofficial uh, nemesis, Johnny Snow. He refused to meet him to fight in a park. And we kind of get a glimpse that Dr. Horrible doesn't want to be evil. Besides, there's kids in that park. So they start to set up this idea that he he will rob, he will steal, but he's not a killer. Right. He's not a killer. He's not going to hurt anybody. And he's condemning the society's sins right like he's right yeah he's judging us for our our worst moments he yeah well they try yeah he's as if he's sort of an anti-hero mm-hmm. which i mean he sort of functions as one narratively mm-hmm. throughout this but but definitely yeah the the idea of reforming society is it's a pretty thin veneer i mean honestly one thing that in re-watching this that i kept thinking and, and was really left with was like how almost ahead of the curve it was on on a topic that in the intervening 12 years has become huge, which is this like toxic nerds. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, Yeah, sure. That's who he is, you know? Um, you know, I, so I might, I might respectfully disagree. Mm -hmm. You know, one, so one of his lines early on is the status is not quo. And I think, uh, see, I see that more as him indicting society that lets these bad things happen. And as a result, we need to attack the society. Yeah. But, he he's a person with a lot of anger and a lot of feelings of rejection and mm-hmm. all fair. And he, and I mean, there's, there's a, there's a, a great little throwaway bit in uh, forgetting the name of the, of uh, slipping yep. where he's, where he's talking about and social change, right. <laughs> which is, it's very much musically an asterisk, a footnote. Um, and that by that point, it's about his anger. It's about, you know, he's, and and I th- I don't know that the show. It's funny because I feel like the it's a it's a been a through line for Whedon, mm-hmm. you know that that sort of thing. I mean, I think he's starting to explore it here. He did some with with like Xander uh, on Buffy, but I don't feel like at that time like there was still ha- people were still unwilling to write the idea that the the dejected loser might be as toxic as the cool guy that's fair right that's fair um and i think that, that that they're both here i mean you know we'll talk about where that goes at the ending and how it works with the one female character right. and things like that but Ooh. but i definitely that, that was i was like it's about that on some level too you know yeah we then get uh in case you weren't sure this is a musical he gets a letter from somebody who asks you always say in your blog that you will show her the way show her you are a true villain who is her and we get this plunky little pseudo Disney music, and we realize that Dr. Horrible is in love with the person he does his laundry with, whose name we will discover is Penny. I love this song. Oh, it's it's a great song. So, first of all, the song and all of this is delightful, but this one, to your point, like this. If you're not sure about it's a it's a musical, it's a superhero musical blog. What is, what is like if you're not sure, you know, the hook in this with my freeze ray, I will stop the world is as delightful yeah. as anything you'll hear on the radio. Right. Like, sure. I was walking around the house humming it like I, I love the music. Oh, my God. It's been my yes. head. This is a song to get stuck in your head easily. This is the one that you're just like, yeah. You know, this is this is my this ties for best song for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hold that thought because I wanna I wanna ask that at the end. 
Yeah, we'll have to. Okay, do that. you got it. Okay, perfect, perfect. I was hoping that you were there with me, <laughs> and then add that to every movie from here on yeah. in. Yeah, even if it's not a musical. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> remember the remember those two seconds when he was whistling. No best song in this one. Nobody's saying anything. It's really weird that we keep asking this question. Not applicable. <laughs> best song. Could anyone else in Hollywood, since we didn't get almost cast, could anyone have played? Dr. Horrible as great as Neil does. Yeah, I think it was obviously written for him. You know, I mean, all these were really written sure, sure, around sure, sure. these, these characters, these actors. Um, Do we know what, how did, so I know how, obviously, um, so I'm, I'm wearing my, uh, I'm wearing my brown coat, Captain Reynolds, I shoot first mm-hmm. uh, t-shirt, but uh, <laughs> so we know how Nathan Fillion is here. Like, Am I missing what's the connection between Neil Patrick Harris and Joss Whedon? How I Met Your Mother. Oh, right. Wait, was Joss Whedon involved in that? No, but. Um, oh, yeah, the two writers went to Wesleyan with Joss no. Whedon. Jesus, why am I blanking on the actress's name? Oh, Kobe Smulders? Um, no, oh, Allison Hannigan. No, Allison Hannigan. <laughs> I'll go through the Allison whole cast, Hannigan. man. Oh, my God. Of course. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So, Allison Hannigan, you know. From Buffy. And, got and, it. You know. And Whedon is known for being, you know, he, he was friends with people as guests. He did Shakespeare readings with them at his house and stuff. Sure, sure. And I'm guessing that, you know, socially he knew Neil that way, which is probably the same way Kobe Smulders winds up in um, Avengers. In Avengers. And sure. the way no. Allison Hannigan's husband winds up in Avengers. No, Al, uh, Kobe ended up in there because when Joss was going to write the Wonder Woman movie, it was going to be Kobe as Wonder Woman. And it fell through. And she, he was like, well... I can get you in the Marvel movie. Well, yeah. I mean, but I mean, like, just again, the, the yeah. How I Met Your Mother. She thing. got the Wonder Woman thing because he knew her from How I Met yeah, Your yeah. Mother, which I'm still she saying. She a pretty good Wonder Woman. Yeah, she would have. I, I super love Kobe Smulders. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We, I, I, so I never really watched How I Met Your Mother, but I have come to. You are yeah, losing. I mean, I am aware of how much Casey loves Colby Smulders. <laughs> you would, you would love. How I Met Your Mother, because it's one of those rare sitcoms where aside from like, I want to say like four episodes, it's all the same director. Oh, that's so it has the same feel through the entire series. That's interesting. Like Neil Patrick Harris directed an episode. I I will say I've seen it in passing and always thought it was funny, but I just never like made it a point to consume it. Yeah, it's got that community thing, though, of like layered oh, callbacks so where it really does reward. Uh, community just dropped on Netflix, and I'm trying. Saw, oh, I'm uh, aware, and I'm watching I'm it. trying to convince <laughs> Joseph, because we finished Parks and Rec. Oh, Joe would love it. He's He is slow. So I don't know if it was just that he wasn't in the mood to watch something new and funny, mm-hmm. but uh, he's slow to pick it up. I'm like, dude, come on. This is. Also, remember to him, it's, it's not new. You're basically showing him the Dead Sea Scrolls. That's right. You know. This was it's tough to get classic. the bean to sit down and watch. I was like, hey, I have something new for us to watch. And she goes, I don't want to watch anything <laughs> past 2018. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so yesterday? <laughs> I was yeah. like, child, we're going to watch something. It's from 2008. You're going to be fine. <laughs> I was going to say, you could tell her you're like mementoing all the movies, but she wouldn't that's get right, it. It's too old. Right. It's too old. It's a classic. Uh classic Uh, again humor in this oh wait i'm sorry colin do you know that we showed the bean uh back to the future oh yeah uh yeah she hated it yeah well we are further from 1985 than they were from 1955 well our boys loved it though 
here's the thing. She loved it when we were watching it. She actually shushed Danny and I at one point. She was really attentive. She didn't fidget around. Really? But at the end, I'm like, hey, Bean, what'd you think? She goes, it's not, like, it's not a movie with you a loved lot it. And she won't of, be convinced of anything else. Um, I mean, Leah Thompson is very good in it, but like, it's not like, it's a guy's movie. It's a like, guy's a movie. Character. It's, it's, hey, look, she really wants to sleep with this guy she doesn't know is her son. You know, like that's sort of the, that's not a lot going on there. It's almost like the joke is on her. A little yeah. bit, yeah. And she's a, she, she. Well, she did find Michael J. Fox very attractive. <laughs> she's kind of like a, an object to be like unlocked. Like you gotta, like the mission is mom. Like she's the MacGuffin. Yeah. Yeah. She is. Yikes. And well, much like in this movie, Penny's the MacGuffin. Penny's the thing that that both Hammer and uh, Horrible are after. Yeah, you know. So you referenced uh, before that he starts singing the reference to his his somewhat nemesis Johnny Storm is or Johnny Snow, not Storm. Johnny Snow is not his nemesis because Johnny Snow emails him, and he responds like, "Dude, you're not my nemesis, Captain Hammer." Doctor Horrible is Johnny Snow's nemesis, but it does not go both ways. That's right. That's right. Captain Hammer is his nemesis. <laughs> Uh, but there were some lines that I love that I just want to like appreciate. So the the line in my freeze ray. It's not a death ray or an ice beam. That's all Johnny Snow. Like, even the humor <laughs> yeah. in the lyrics. Oh yeah, no, the the songs are very funny. I mean, the the one the one sort of bit where he's yeah. with my freeze ray, I will stop the pain. <laughs> I mean I like, that that right there, that little moment really sums up the whole thing in a way well i like that moment and also a a thing again i'm gonna gush over neil patrick harris i think he's great um especially in this but the love your hair what no i i I love the air (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's so good well everybody's everybody's particularly like the but the three lead actors i mean you don't really get to play weed sandbox too long if you aren't good at this but are good at the like absurd deadpan I mean, he's got he's got the one, you know. Oh, look at my wrist! I gotta go. Oh God, but, but look at my wrist! Just, so funny. When, when when he when he says something, he says something about admiring bad horse and just the absolute guileless, deadpan way that Felicia Day says the thoroughbred of sin. <laughs> That's right. Which is just on every level a fundamentally ridiculous thing to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mandela effect question. While we're on bad horse, right here. Oh, we're doing Mandela effect now. Oh. Did anyone else remember that Bad Horse had an eye patch? I did not. No. I really, for the longest time, I, when I would explain this to people after the first time I saw it, I'd be like, and the main villain of this evil league is called Bad Horse. He's got an eye patch. And then I watched it again. I'm like, where'd the eye patch go? Are you thinking of that last season of Mr. Ed where it became a pirate adventure? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Ratings were slipping. It's easy to get the horse to say yar, though. You don't need as much peanut butter. <laughs> From uh, Hot Fuzz? Yarp. Yarp. Oh, yarp. Uh, so yarp. Th- this this no. book, which Casey, next time you're yes. here, you're gonna have to peruse. And Colin, oh when God, I see I you, this book. it's it's really good. I found it on eBay. It was ridiculously cheap. I think twenty bucks, maybe with shipping. Like I got it. There's a little segment where they talk to the costumer, uh-huh. uh, Shauna. Well, um, trip chick T R P C I C. So good luck with that, trip chick. Um, but I'm going to read from the book because I think this is brilliant. Okay. Bad horse. So her costuming designs. Yeah, that horse costume is great. Yeah. Bad horse. 
At first, I thought Bad Horse was human, so I went sort of samurai, very Asian, a lot of building out the sides, almost like saddlebags. So I gave him a long braid like a horse tail, and I tried to bring in elements that to me would say a dark power of the universe, like the horses of the apocalypse. But I didn't think of him as a horse. I thought of him as a person who wreaked vengeance wherever he went. Once I found out it was a horse, I was sort of mortified, and I said, well, should I create metal costume pieces? Do you want feathers or... Joss said, Shauna, it's a horse. Let it go. <laughs> That's great. Brilliant. I mean, what percentage of the $200,000 budget was hiring the horse? Like at least it ain't 10. cheap, right? Yeah, horses yeah, aren't yeah, cheap. Get a horse. Yeah, I think that's to get it into a room. And- yeah, that's right. Clean up after the shit. Uh, so <laughs> I, I actually got the book on Amazon. It must have been through a you know a third party seller on Amazon. Uh-huh. In 2015, I paid 501 for the book in um, good condition. 501. You were going to say like in Brazilian real. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Uh, $3.99 for Amazon shipping and handling. Grand total $9. Ooh. Dr. Horrible sing-along blog, the book, you've wasted $9 before. This is worth owning. <laughs> I mean, that, that won't get you lunch in New York. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And, you know, once this uh, ban is lifted, I'll, I'll definitely peruse to find a copy of that. It'd be pointless now. Can we talk about the Bad Horse Chorus? Well, we have to introduce now. Oh, Danny has a problem with this word. Moist. Colin, Todd, do Elizabeth and Aubrey have a problem with the word moist? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That word is no bueno. Elizabeth has has no has no issues with it. Wow. Well, good for you. So two out of three. Okay. Because every time yeah. it was said, Danny went. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Just I went, so again. I wish this wasn't a audio. Uh, uh, format because your face said well, everything. Yeah, no, you just say this. She made the face that Neil Patrick Harris makes when he's handed the mail. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's, that's, that's about like, right. That's that's been gently moistened. Moistened. Yeah. There's no other way to say it. No, no, and that's Simon Hedberg. Or no, Hedberg. Is that, think, is that it? Yep. Yeah, Hedberg from um, uh, Big Bang. Big Bang Theory, which I never watched. I watched. My no. father thinks that. He's funny in this. He's very funny in yeah, this. He's oh, very yeah. funny. My father thinks Big Bang Theory is what nerds are like. I'm like, no, no, no. Silicon Valley is what nerds are like. 100%. Big Bang Theory is what non-nerds think nerds are like. That was my problem with it. Todd, how long has your father lived with you? And he doesn't know what nerds are like? <laughs> he is a sports guy. I think I was yeah, a great know, disappointment but, on a variety of levels. But he's like in, he's like, he's like. Diane Fossey with the gorillas. Like she, he's just living right in amongst. Oh no. Diane Fossey immersed herself in the gorillas. He's, yeah. uh, we got him on. He'd be like if Diane Fossey went and talked to the gorillas about football. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Casey, how does Papa react when he comes up in the middle of the recording? And we're like, Papa, get on mic. <laughs> What's the face? Uh, the face is. And this <laughs> silent walkthrough, we've gotten him on once or twice. And but he says he will join us for. Do you remember what movie, Todd? Was it Howard the Duck? Was he fucking with me? <laughs> no, he, I don't think he's fucking with you. But yes, he, it's Howard the Duck. You got. You guys should have had him on for the Patreon. Can I say a Patreon title? Yeah, sure. The, yeah. the Dirty Dozen. Uh, like, that's a classic uh, dad movie. Me, I tried to get him for that. I actually tried to get him, and he was. He's like, no. Mm. He's really leaning into the whole grumpy old man thing. Oh so yeah, he is full you know, on grumpy old man. Default. When you find a brand. You, <laughs> I'm, I'm really i'm looking forward to it being a grumpy old man i'm already there a weird old man i'm like i've been practicing my whole life yeah i've got <laughs> i've i noticed and I'm, I'm sure it has nothing to do with the current state of our 
uh, country. But uh, I was putting product in my hair the other day and I did the sides. I don't know if it'll show up on camera. Hang on. No, it's not going to. But I was like, oh, my product didn't fully go in. Nope. My temples are just going pure white. Oh, yeah. I'm Reed Richarding up here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come on in. The water's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it's Todd I used to make fun of you for it. I uh, apologize for uh, all those times. I don't care what color it is as long as it sticks around. Though right now, I could could certainly deal with a little little less of it. Shave your head. Shave your head. Nah, I'm going to see what it does. But... The poor, the poor Woog, I got to cut his hair at some point. It's like mm. in his eyes because oh, we, no. we, he wears like a long surfer cut and it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not sure how that's going to be accomplished. But yeah, Danny cut the bear's hair today and uh, it's still a big shag monster. But but he usually gets his, his hair cut at home, right? Yeah, he does not like uh, getting his hair cut. So we have to do it. Yeah, it does not work for him. Uh, so part of the mail that Dr. Horrible gets is a letter from. Bad horse. Bad horse. Bad horse. Bad horse. Bad horse. Now you know who sings that, right? One of them is Jed. It's the three brothers actually singing. Jed is is one of them. It's, so everybody's lip syncing, which is how you make a musical, unless you're Tom Hooper. Um, uh, and, yeah, and then you don't. wind up with Les Misérables. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that, that was one of the worst nights my bladder ever had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I mean, you know, one day more. It's like a cue straight to the bladder. Go up, pee, intermission. No, no, no. It keeps going. It keeps going. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's the three of them singing it. There are a few moments, I think maybe in one of the later ones, where you can see somebody checking lyrics. He's like looking down. <laughs> yeah, this whole, we, you know what we didn't talk they about? Were, they, were, they were syncing to a boom box. Like they just were playing a boombox and, and lip syncing because they just didn't have the the loop tech that you know you would at a big studios uh, thing. And this whole thing was shot in six days. Oh yeah, it's very guerrilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but again, talk about like you know the, the the importance of substance over form, right? Like yeah, it looks like it's not a, a big studio production, and yet I'd watch this ten times before I'd watch. A number of other movies with, you know, oh. with, uh, you know, this budget times a thousand, you know. Right. Oh, yeah. No. The, and it's a labor of love. And and, sure. and, and and you know, I mean, I think I have a feeling we're all going to lean the same way when you get to who's having the most fun. Oh, yeah. But but everybody is clearly having a lot of fun. I, right. I, I don't know that we're all going to lean, lean the same way, but I'm sure I'll be fine with whatever you pick because I think everyone is right. Yeah. It's oh, definitely yeah. that horse. Um. Did did anyone else and you know what Todd I don't know if you've ever seen this but Colin did you with the bad horse letters did it feel like it was an ode to Cannibal the musical the sky is blue and all the leaves are green the sun's as warm as a baked potato i think i know precisely what i mean when i say it's a spectacle day it definitely has big cannibal the musical energy now Todd, have you seen Cannibal the Musical? Is that based on the silence? No, that's silence. No, it's based on the true story of Alfred Packer, the only person ever actually convicted of cannibalism in the United States. Uh, and nope. it's made by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. I have heard of later it. Later to be famous of South Park. Yes. This seems like you guys got to do a painting. Oh, it's so talk. good. It's t- t- Todd, it is. It's batshit, man. All right. First of all, it is definitely, you know, all about fake mustaches. Oh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Got it. 
like those fake mustaches or where the a lot twirling no no just like here we are in someone's field it is now 1860 because i have pasted on a mustache you know but like deliberately so it's it's you know it's out there and just okay you should definitely see it it's very the bad yeah the bad horse guys definitely have have a, a strong sense of that that yeah. and just the way this song the yeah this feels like spadoinkle day yeah it does sound like spadoinkle day <laughs> so the letter uh, from bad horse it, pretty much it. says hey you're this close to being in the evil league of evil but you have to commit a murder would be nice of course yeah a murder would be nice of course but he just has to bad horse yeah uh yeah but he doesn't have to go there yet wonderflonium is what he has to steal well that's that's to accomplish that's not what he gets handed so it's um the evil league of evil is watching so beware the grade that you receive good rhyme be your last we swear so make the bad horse gleeful (laughs) he'll make you his mayor (laughs) a heinous crime a show of force a murder would be nice yeah that's so that's the thing so he just gotta do something bad right you know they throw murder out as yeah. hey, if you want to murder great but at this point just something bad yeah it's not like the crips you don't <laughs> right. have to kill so them. it's not a blood in blood out thing so um uh, dr horrible realizes he can steal this wonder flonium at the end of the scene we cut to what i'm going to call backlot city oh yeah it's very <laughs> much backlot city i wonder whose backlot it is actually. yeah because well i guess they could re- they could film wherever, right? They just couldn't write anything. I mean, look, LA is just full of those things. But. Universal Studios. Well, according to the wiki, so. Uh, Start on the Universal lot? Yeah, five locations on one soundstage and one day of filming at the Universal Studios backlot street set, including the yeah. scenes of the Van Heist <laughs> and the giant Dr. Horrible crushing people beneath his feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Horrible's <laughs> home, used for blogging scenes as well as the final party scene, is the house featured in the Mad Scientist House episode of monster house okay oh. i'm not familiar with monster house no. it, that was a discovery channel television program that documented the themed remodeling of a residence in a five-day time frame okay yeah. into mm-hmm. old monster That's houses this week we're doing a dracula house. dracula That's right. this week we're sinking your house for the creature the black lagoon <laughs> uh, did everyone read the note about um and now since i'm watching it in high def it's clear but in dr horrible's blog space the set of pans behind him pots and pans some people thought it was uh the serenity sitting there i didn't see that no when it was low def it looked like if you look if you go back and look and you think oh that's the serenity ship you will see why people were thinking that but in high def you're like no that's clearly just pots and pans but it looks like the uh, a firefly ship Nice. So, Backlot City. Oh, yeah, we have Penny Song, which how, has a um, good. How do we feel about Felicia Day's singing abilities? They're still better than Nathan Fillion's. Uh, oh, I he's might. Fillion's an okay. They're, they're all fine, but the only real singer in this is, is Neil, Neil Patrick. Patrick. Right, the right. only one who could do eight shows a week on Broadway here is Neil Patrick. Uh, yes. I've seen him on Broadway in Hedwig. He was phenomenal. You saw Hedwig? Yes, uh, amazing. Oh yeah. Right before, sure, right before yeah. he left. I think the, actually, I think it was the last weekend. I saw him on Broadway too. What am I saying? I saw him in Assassins. Oh, you saw Assassins with <laughs> Neil Patrick Assassin. Harris. Yeah. Uh, so I gotta be honest with you. I don't know that I think of. So I think you're right. So Neil Patrick Harris, phenomenal. I don't know that I think of Felicia Day or Nathan Fillion as singers. But however, I think their performances in the songs make up for any uh, gaps maybe in their 
vocal training, right? That's fair. Well, and he also, of course, having written Once More with Feeling, the brilliant Buffy musical episode, knows how to write to the strength of the person. Sure. Uh, there's there's actually a story from when that was happening where, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar was not a particularly confident or trained singer either and was was sort of going back and forth about, you know, can I get somebody to to dub me? They're pulling the full, um, you know, uh, classic Hollywood dub in yep. for the singing. And finally, it was just she just realized that, like, she started reading the episode and realized, oh, God, this is this is the my big emotional climax moment for the first half of the season. Like, because that really is what that, you know, how that episode ends. She's like, no, I can't have anybody else do that. I got to sing it, but it's mine. Yeah, it's- but it's really written to this, you know, to the. Yeah. Which is a you know it's a, it's a time honored skill you know. Well, Nathan Fillion's not picking up a Tony right <laughs> for his singing. However, his performance in A Man's Got to Do, mm. I mean, <laughs> forget about it. Like, t- tell me, oh, there's no. not a more delightful moment you've seen in the last five years. In oh, any you can put over a song, mm-hmm. as they say. Oh, fuck. So yeah, we have Penny's little song about you know she's trying to raise money. There's a good joke in that actually. Only have to sign your name. Don't even have to read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. Um, Neil is trying to steal the Wonderflonium. It's not even an armored car. It is just a van, which I believe is because we couldn't afford an armored <laughs> car for this movie. Sure. I love Neil's scream here when Penny walks up to him. Will you lend a carry? Ah! Oh! Ha! Ah! Ah! What? He just keeps screaming. I'm like, this is a great song. So that yeah. So then we pick up Captain Ham, Nathan Fillion in. So he'll always be Captain Reynolds to so many people, but in so many ways, he should also be Captain Hammer. I mean, like, yeah. this is the ultimate. Um, is this id or ego? What's the like the unrestrained? Is that id? Ego. Oh, that's e- your id. Oh, e- e- sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, id. id, right? Yeah. Like yeah, your id. He is. Yeah. And it's a this brilliant dissection long before Watchmen did it, long before any of these the the boys, long before any of these other um, <laughs> stories examined. Like, well, what if the hero's not so heroic? Oh my God, Captain Hammer, fucking yeah. brilliant! I I also well, Watchmen I did still... do it first though. Oh, Watchmen. Yeah, oh, that's but, true. That's true. Watchmen <laughs> does rather pretty. I had but... I had to. I wanted to stop all the nerds that were going to type. <laughs> well, actually, I, I'm and then the British nerds would be like, "Excuse me, Miracle Man, please." <laughs> so I'm sorry, Moore's Miracle um, Man. PL, is he, even though, but, even though you can't hear her, she has come in. She's looking at me. Hi, lady. Can we so, pause for a second, or or stop and then? Oh, can we uh, do a? PL is peeing. We'll be right back. Okay, so Neil's trying to steal this Wonderflonium. And uh, is keeps getting distracted by Penny. He finally gets the van to run away, and we are introduced to Captain Hammer. Stand back, everyone! Nothing here to see. Just in a danger in the middle of it. Me. I I love the deliberate, clearly deliberate half acidness of his costume. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's cargo pants and a shirt and some and, and some gloves. <laughs> Do you know who the bean thought he she uh, was reminded of by him? Who? Who? It's uh, it's a part that Colin, you and I have both played. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gaston. Big Gaston <laughs> energy there, yeah. Oh yeah, with, especially it. with the gloves. I'm like, those are Gaston's yeah, gloves. 
I I can't tell you how many times I have had a Captain Hammer T-shirt in my virtual web shopping cart, and then mm-hmm. talked myself out of it. And of course, Why? watching the, well, watching this tonight, I'm like, oh no, I need a fucking Captain. Not the not the fan club. I mean the hammer. Like that. That's uh-huh. the shirt I want. Yeah. Oh yeah, Captain Hammer saves a day, sort of. Mm-mm. He get, no, sure. He he thinks he saves a day, but then the. The, he gets distracted by a woman on the street. The van goes hurling towards Penny for some reason because Hammer jumped on. Does he knock off the remote control? Is that what happens? Well, I think if if you are going to do some of the work for this script that it doesn't do and really lay into uh, you know antisocial so, uh, crusader who is upset with the status <laughs> quo and actually has an agenda here. Captain Hammer comes in and saves property while endangering human life. Ooh, good one. Yeah. This is my, my uh, from my uh, neo-Marxist <laughs> paper on uh, neo-Marxist themes in <laughs> Dr. Horrible's single Sure. So uh, Hammer <laughs> sees that it's about to hit Penny. He jumps down, pushes her into the fucking garbage. <sighs> oh, yeah. And then puts his hands up, and right then, Dr. Horrible is, is able to stop the van. Penny gets up and is like, oh, my God. Oh, well, then Dr. Horrible walks in, and uh, Captain Hammer chokes oh, him out. It, it, and it's so – like, I'm the underdog, right? Like, I think if you're the – if you've been the underdog, which in course, – of course, in reality, generally, most people are the underdog. If you've been the underdog – you absolutely understand yeah. this feeling. Even if you weren't physically right. bullied, this feeling like, God damn it. Like I was just, I, you know, it was about to go my way and it makes that left turn. Mm-hmm. And Penny thinks that Hammer saved <laughs> all the while while uh, Penny singing to him. I really loved how uh, Hammer slams Dr. Horrible down on, on the beat of each one of the things <laughs> that he sings. That was funny. And one of my favorite things, and I can't, it happens a bunch of musicals, and I can't think of another time. But his don't worry about it. Man's do- goes right back into the song because of the beat that's happening is is so funny to me. I can't think of another instance, but just that I have to get a line in real quick before I start singing again. So it's almost like smush real quick, and I sing now. And in in musical terms, he this is the first appearance I think of something that he's going to use a lot in these songs, which is a lot yeah. of counterpoint. Mm-hmm. And, and really using musical counterpoint with thematic counterpoint, which is a very, you know, I mean, it's it's an extremely tried and true thing. Sure. But he, um, but he also, you know, in terms of musical theater, he points to Sondheim as one of his biggest influences. Yeah, um, I see it. And it's a, it's, a, it's a big Sondheim thing, obviously. Todd, Stephen Sondheim writes musicals. Yeah. Musicals, meaning there is dialogue and song. Huh. There you go, buddy. You got it. And he's uh, he's written. Is there something in his uh, book that's all music, right? Um, nothing of his is huh. song. Okay, that I can think of off the top of my head. No, he likes working with a proper librettist who gives you a script. I oh, think no, maybe you know what it is. No. Move it along, guys. So this ends Act One. Oh, that is the last one in Act One, right? I, I I do love the button that this ends on. Neil Patrick Harris walking, or rather, Doctor Horrible walking away dejected because Penny thinks that Captain Hammer saved him, and the 
button on the song is him just going balls. <laughs> Weirdly, there's no real language in this, even though it was internet. Like that's as sweary as this gets. I'm not actually terribly surprised by that. Is Whedon not um, a big? First of all, I I can't think of a Whedon project that's included an F bomb. Um, you know, first of all, he, you know, his father was a TV writer, so he writing to standards and practices is in his uh, blood. He wrote for Roseanne. He was a TV writer. That's right. Oh, it's oh, right. That's oh I mean, you're saying he, goes back well, even I mean, further. Yeah, and Buffy. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hang on. Guys, can you hear the hamster spinning on his wheel? Nope. No. Okay. Just want, if it somehow ends up on the audio audience, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, He's right here. <laughs> um, hamster, what did you think of it? Um, but also, I, I suspect he intended this to be able to be watched by, you know, the 13, 14 year olds who like Buffy, you know? This had an uh, an error date on uh, the CW. CW. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did CW air it? Yeah, just once. Uh, I think I watched it then too. I'd seen it once before, but because it was on Netflix when Netflix first was streaming stuff, I was like, "Oh, Doctor Horrible!" I've heard such great things about it and watched it. I was like, "Oh my god, I love this!" <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think if he said "fuck" instead of "balls," there it would be. I'm wrong. talking more wrong later. I'm talking later for uh, uh, everyone's a hero. Oh no, it's much funnier when he says we totally had sex. No, not that friggin'. Oh nope, still funnier. Still, funnier. it is because unfortunately the line he says next, not so much. Captain Hammer is not an adult. Yeah, Captain Hammer true. is a twelve-year-old bully. <laughs> like he's, you know, and he thinks he is getting away with something by saying sex and friggin'. Like that's mm-hmm. that's part of the character, I think. Like if he actually if he actually dropped a you know motherfucker here and there, it would be wouldn't work. Can we add some backstory to Captain Hammer? Is he like a mutant and his powers developed when he was a twelve year old boy, and that's as far as his? I see zero evidence that Captain Hammer has any powers. I think it's entirely possible Captain Hammer is it's just, just physically. A, fit? It's just an asshole jock. <laughs> In cargo pants wow. that lies about working out and stuff. No, you know the the fact that the fact that he is he is Doctor Horrible's nemesis, mm-hmm. as identified by Doctor Horrible, and Doctor Horrible has tech. He has right, some, so he's got to have powers. It just it, it's got to be. But I I, I hear you. <laughs> it's it's got to be. He's got to have powers. <laughs> So act two starts and it's just Dr. Horrible staring oh, yeah. at the the blog, very sad. And he goes from sad Billy, which is his name, Billy. Is his name Billy Buddy? Is this like um, Beatrix Kiddo in uh, the... Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Is it the same idea that his last name is Buddy? Oh, I didn't get that. Because Penny always calls her Billy Buddy. It, uh, is his last name Buddy? It's, Do we ever know? I don't. I don't. He's Billy, but I don't know that we ever hear his a last because name. Because he says during the last song, his it's last Billy song, Horrible, isn't it? But he says Billy Buddy also. It's during, Billy Horrible. <laughs> William Jefferson Horrible. Will, will, no? <laughs> Source, please. No, the Billy Buddy is in um, is in 
what's called Penny song in later. But he also says so, it so during his up, last song. When he's yeah, I think to, that's just a call. I think call back to what Penny calls him. Okay. Yeah. I don't. So, I don't think it's Buddy. I think it's just Billy. I think it's Billy Buddy Pal. You know? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It's, yeah. It's exactly. Yeah. Uh, back to Sondheim. Maybe it's Bobby Baby. It's his Bobby Baby. Yeah. I mean, it's also you know to go back to the sort of toxic nerd theme. I mean, there's a there's that pernicious myth of friend zoning, and that Ugh. this is sort of about that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's, 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 she likes that guy, not me. I mean, like, there's like a, there's like a incel read on this too. Though. Oh God. He is proto incel. But yeah. I th- I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's actively campaigning yeah. for that being a thing that's happening because in the end, it, it's a self-destructive way of looking at the world that sure. doesn't make you happy and may, and hurts other people. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's the point of the ending. Uh, you know, yeah. it, that raises an interesting point, though, that to the extent that Penny is essentially two dimensional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does, you know, I didn't think of it that way, but oh boy, that's I mean, what what is your what are your two? I mean, Penny becomes most interesting, actually, when in the third act, when she when she leaves the stage. Mm-hmm. Right when she's like, "Oh, this guy's an asshole." Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I mean, but but sadly, Joss Whedon, ironically, celebrated, and I think I think he writes women well. I I think generally speaking, he's he's someone who writes and directs women well. His personal behavior aside, right? I think yeah, he he's mm-hmm. on the right side in terms of you know what he does professionally. Well, um, we just did Iron Man three, and I was talking about how great. Pepper was in that one scene she had in in uh, Avengers. Sure, sure. It's the best yeah. Pepper but, version of Pepper in the entire MCU is Whedon's version of Pepper. But it, it's ironic for a for a man who is pretty well regarded for knowing how to write and direct women. Yeah, and Buffy. I mean, you don't have Buffy if he doesn't if he's not able to write and direct for women. But ironically, in this, she is. Yeah, she's almost that incel object of first affection and then anger when rejected sure so even though she does leave the stage when she's kind of repulsed by she she gets a glimpse of who captain hammer is when he's Mm -hmm. you know in the podium but in her dying breath she's like don't worry captain hammer will save us so is that almost right. kind of an indictment of her like even she's still even worse don't worry is. captain hammer saved us not will saved no i think it's will save us i think it's will your does anybody have the script i have a shooting script would that suffice <laughs> but okay so so i was thinking about all right so we're we're, we're sort of leaping ahead to talk a that, little bit i about mean the whole the thing's ending. 40 minutes i mean i think yeah, we're okay that's yeah. true she gets as the kids say fridge 100 percent. she is fridged you know and which is kyle rayner not hal jordan <laughs> That's right. That's right. You're welcome, yeah. Will. She's she's not fridged because her death is not intended to spur the the protagonist into action, right? Well, she is. The, it's no, but it is intended to move his character forward into his man pain villain version that we see at the right. end. Yeah, this makes a beautiful origin story, right? Like, yeah, beautifully right. tragic. I, I, there's another, you know. Mandela effect, uh, butterfly effect. In the, the the next universe over. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know the explosion instead of killing her with shrapnel gives her superpowers, mm-hmm. and she goes 
screw both of you assholes and you know yeah. and then jets off and does cool stuff you know what i mean you, you mean sex i'm gonna live yeah yeah <laughs> uh, oh well yes yes also remember if you have sex within a whedon project it's not it's gonna kill you yeah that's true yeah or not kill you but it ends poorly like that is jeff definitely mm-hmm. a trope in his work uh i mean that's buffy and angel well see i'm th- i'm thinking of um kaylee i mean kaylee literally lives to have sex kaylee that's in true fi- in 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 serenity, serenity the movie, the movie that concludes yeah. firefly's story she's been pining for right simon the whole right, time right 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 and j- Right. I forgot right. her name she, was she Kaylee. The I forgot will that. To, the the mechanic. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Who is delightful. Yes. Jewel State. Yes. A, a smoke show? <laughs> yes. An absolute smoke show. Okay. Uh, but I mean, she's no Marina Bacara. Listen, I would be fine, hypothetically speaking, oh, with any of the women. I'm not. <laughs> that's right. I'm not uh, yeah. You know, one of my favorite bits in. Every, everybody knows it's hypothetical time. That's right. <laughs> well, in This is 40. Um, we're men of a certain age, right? Uh, mm-hmm. the, that whole movie is so dead on accurate from my perspective, but when, um, when, uh, Wait, what movie Ru- this is 40, uh, this is 40. Oh, I never saw it. Oh my God. Oh my dude. It's, it's brilliant. Casey, you saw mm-hmm. it, right? So when Paul Rudd is talking to Robert Smigel, his buddy, and they're like, I can't wait to meet my next wife. I mean, I don't want my wife to die. I don't want it to be like painful, but like cancer or something. She drifts away. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to meet my next wife. <laughs> and, fucking... and, and the conversation that two guys have there, which is absolutely, they still love their wives. But it's so, that's the spirit with which I admire all of the women of Firefly. <laughs> it's exactly, I love Aubrey and want nothing to happen to her. Right. But if something does, you know, she'll want me to be happy. So. <laughs> That's oh, what I'm God. telling myself. All right. She don't worry. She doesn't listen. That was, to this. <laughs> that was actually a joke on on how I met your mother, uh-huh. where with one of the characters who was who was in a long term relationship, the only <laughs> the only way he could even pleasure himself while thinking about other women was after an elaborately constructed uh, fantasy that involved his wife dying tragically, an appropriate period of mourning. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jason Siegel, one of the best characters on the show. Jason Siegel, yeah, yeah. hands uh-huh. down. Uh, I I can totally see you that. really. I I think the rest of this episode is going to be my, me convincing you to watch it. Yeah, yeah. But so I need to watch Community. I'm trying to get Joe to watch Brooklyn Nine. Wait a minute, hang on. You've never watched Community? Oh man, bits and pieces. I, I know. Bits- I am so jealous of the journey you get to go on right now. How I, far are you into it now? When it originally broadcast, I watched maybe the first two or three episodes max, and then for whatever reason, stepped away. Now it takes a little while to become itself. R- right, right. No, no, I heartily disagree. The pilot lets you know what you're in for. Move it along, guys. Act two is the strongest episode, I th- uh, strongest act, I feel. Yeah. They're so fast. I mean. But it's so Whedon. This 15 minutes is so Whedon. Like, with the sad Billy, then the angsty Billy, and he's singing about how he's gonna. Uh, is it? This isn't Brand New Day. That's the end. Brand of Brand New Day is the end of Act Two. It's that's a great yeah. song. Yeah. What's this song called? My eyes. That he's. Oh, the first one is my yeah. eyes. My eyes. There's only two. Songs. Oh, this yeah. is the evil inside. Can we? Can uh, as a singer, 
Can I just talk about how jealous I am of Neil Patrick Harris's ability to make uh, a note turn? Which, Todd, if you don't know what that is, I I can't demonstrate it because I can't do it. But it's the where the and hear that breaking sound. That's called a turn, and his turns are so good; they're so natural. Like he was like, it feels like he was just born being able to do that, and I'm uber jealous of that. <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean, his singing in in some of these and his his work with with tight lyrics and so he's a he's a he's a very good singer. Like. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a shame that nobody's figured out how to make movie musicals really work, or at least movie <sighs> musicals that aren't enormously self-serious. Tom Hoover. <laughs> but I don't think, so I, as Casey knows, I'm not really a fan of musicals, but I love this. So it's clearly not the format. You can clearly do this and engage someone who doesn't like musicals. So I think, Todd, I'm guessing you probably, in general, like musicals that don't take themselves too seriously. You're oh, one hundred percent. You're pro- you probably much prefer Guys and Dolls to Les Misérables. Uh, well, I prefer them both zero. So really, you don't like Guys and Dolls? <laughs> no, no, be- no, because again, it's the great American musical. You know, that, and, and right? it, well, how old is it? Uh, Nineteen forty-seven. Exactly. Oh, right? like what? Yeah. So I feel like how it needs an update. Dare you? Yeah. How do you update gamblers? Listen, I hey boy, break dancing? What do you mean? Like, you want breaking too? Electric Boogaloo? No, I look. Th- look, this is a musical, and I fucking love you know it. what musical so, you would yeah. love. You well, know, I so uh, what something rotten? Maybe oh you would. Yeah, like it's maybe. great. I mean, yeah, you, well, so I loved you, it. I love Hedwig. But yeah, so you you need you need a post rock kind of sound. Yeah, you like Superstar. Right? Yeah, there are musicals for you, Todd. But. <laughs> Well, there's a podcast called Musical Splaining. You should, you guys should. That is exactly this premise of like a musical fan and a non-musical fan experiencing musicals and trying to be convinced. Well, see, that's the thing, though. Like the convincing aspect. Like I, yeah, shouldn't you? Shouldn't I just like it? Should I have to learn to like it, or shouldn't I just like it? (laughs) Well, did you did you like your first sip of whiskey? Did you like your first taste of blue cheese? I don't like blue cheese. Did you like the the first time somebody hit you real hard on the head. I mean, some tastes need to be nurtured and developed. Uh, well, I think. Listen, you're the the um. This is the you know people who musicians right who study music in college mm-hmm. and major in. Like, I just classes. like that's your definition of musician. Well, no, no, well, no, 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 no. This is this no, is I know, this I know. Is for this. Uh, you know, people who specialize specialize in classical music focus on performance, not composition, right? Like it's almost like it is a art form that is fixed and set in time and does not grow and evolve. And I think that's why a musical from the 40s holds no appeal to me. Whereas a modern musical, yeah, absolutely, I'm in. You're right yeah. in Danny's camp. Danny hates the classic musicals. Yeah. But now – how much music do you enjoy of that era? Oh, essentially none. That's what I mean. Yeah, see, that's it. See, like, yeah, I'll listen to that stuff outside of the musical, you know. So that's, <laughs> got it, got it. That's probably part of it. We find out that uh, Penny's, the, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The petition she's trying to have everybody sign 
is to open a homeless shelter. Captain Hammer, in the last act, we found out he saved it by uh, using his fists to sign the piece of paper with with a pen. Uh, uh, So they're at a (laughs) what I can only describe is what must be the place where the extras have lunch on a movie set. Like it is. That is exactly what it looks like. It's a cafeteria with a stage (laughs) right above the the technical term is gymatorium. 100% of gymatorium. The basketball backboards. (laughs) You got to bring them up. They could pull the pulley. You have not lived until you have played Macbeth in a gymatorium, as I have. Uh, Is that like stepping off stage to pour an old lady her water? Where? What? You've seen Soap Dish. Well, yeah, it's a one man Hamlet. They're all in Hamlet's mind. Yeah, Yeah, there's this this quick scene where, uh, during this song, where you find out that uh, they're going to save this, they're going to be able to open this homeless shelter. There's this nice little bit where the guy serving soup in the background is replaced by Neil Patrick Harris just giving Captain oh, Hammer the the death stare, but just ladling the soup up and then dropping it back in the bowl. He's not even putting it in the servers. He's just ladling it up, putting it down, handing an empty bowl, ladling it up, putting it down, handing out an empty bowl. I'm like, that is some great bad background acting, Neil oh. Patrick Harris. Thank you. <laughs> I want I once did a short film in which I was directed to eat cake angrily. and it's a pretty it's just a pretty solid joke construction to have somebody eat or handle food in an angry way is that in some place in some channel of distribution that i i'll I'll send you i'll send you please yes i'd like to see that (laughs) wait is this the is this the one you sent me the short film you did oh oh yeah yes he's seen it too i sent it to him Eating the angry cake. That's right. You did eat cake angrily. I forgot, I forgot about that. Angry part. cake eating. Send it to it's me. It's not really like, about the angry <laughs> cake eating. But. But that's background acting. We love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, that's a good bit. And and again, fake mustaches. There's a big. There's, I think the the order of budget oh, on this right. film went the horse, then fake mustaches, <laughs> <laughs> then mm-hmm. then Neil, then then big then big quarter sleeve rubber gloves. Right. Eh. Oh, man. Well, yeah, that they, lab coat. They're leather, though, so I don't even know what they are. They're chemical gloves. They're to work with chemicals. They're, they're chemist's yeah. gloves, yeah. Well, his are, and then, like, hammers are, are like, they're, like, well. Sorry, gloves. I meant hammers. Yeah. Right, but, but they both wear these these gloves. So we're in the la- laundromat, and uh, this is kind of working backwards to make a joke. Neil... <laughs> It is funny when Neil's like, oh, this is weird. The frozen yogurt place happened to give me two. You don't like frozen yogurt after he'd seen them on their date eating frozen yogurt. But they're served with sporks. I enjoy frozen yogurt quite a lot. I've had it a lot. I have never eaten it with a spork. I think it is a spork so he can stab himself in the thigh. You just put your face yep, right yep. in it like a like a pig Absolutely. In <laughs> Why? How do you eat it? Did everybody did everybody else think of the good place? When the frozen yogurt thing happened, like I don't think right. I'll ever hear about frozen yogurt again and not think of the good place. Right, frozen yogurt is is now linked to the good place for humans. Just really seem to like it. There's a good place actor in this movie. Yes, one of the who the groupies. Yes, one the of the groupies, groupies is Chuck. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I looked it up. I'm like, why do I know this guy? Spotted. And I looked. I'm like, oh, it's Chuck. Was he <laughs> one of the demons in disguise? Well spotted in the in the good place. 
Mm-hmm. In the good place, yeah. He's also in. Uh, I think he's part of. Oh, what is um, Mark Evan Jackson's names? His character's name, uh, Sean. Sean. I think he's part of Sean's boardroom. Yeah. Penny talks about how they had this wonderful date. Uh, horrible stabs himself in the thigh with the uh, spork, and then Penny's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, hey, uh, you know, Captain Hammer's coming to meet me here." And then, as you mentioned, Colin. The great joke. Oh, goodness. Look at my wrist. I got to go. It's such a great line. That is a good bit. And then the... uh, But what about your clothes? Walks over, looks inside. I don't love these. See ya. Oh, Oh, pardon. Pardon. Captain Hammer is there. Horrible thinks he's gotten out of it because it seems like Captain Hammer doesn't recognize him. We see a bit of intelligence. Yep. Question mark from Captain Hammer that he recognizes his nemesis. Oh, yeah. Well, isn't it established earlier that he watches the blog? Yeah, that happens oh, before. It's in the next. Po- uh, so, has that happened yet? Yeah, that that's yeah. the middle of Act Two. Is is the cut? Is the is the smash cut joke where he's like, "I'm going to go do this," and it cuts back to him with the black eye. Yeah, heist <laughs> uh, didn't go so well. Right. So apparently, the LAPD Captain Hammer watched the blog. Captain Hammer threw my car at my head. <laughs> Okay, so I know this is 45 minutes and it's a silly little comedy, but some logic problem there. If Captain Hammer watches the blog, he has to know that Dr. Horrible is in love with Penny. He talks about Penny all the time on his blog. Yeah, he does. Of course he does. That's the whole point is that he comes in there to to be a dick and and say, what you want, I get. But before he says all that, he looks at Penny and goes, oh, you've got yourself a little crush. It's a revelation to him, I feel, in that scene. Yeah, I I Mm. see. I don't think so. He he does watch the blog. We know that. Mm -hmm. I think Captain Hammer is so vapid that when Dr. Horrible starts talking about like this girl he likes captain hammer tunes out or he he turns away Mm -hmm. because it's not an opportunity for him to be like the attempt the the all-star right Mm -hmm. so kind of like that whole thing like he he prioritizes saving property over a person because you know million dollars worth of property or whatever Mm -hmm. that's my take on it so uh hammer pushes the limits of taunting uh, horrible by talking about how he's going to show him the hammer jet <laughs> and the what's the name of the his the, bat cave the ham cycle and the ham jet the ham jet but what does he call his cave <laughs> I don't know get script yep yeah it, what is literally, it hold on, hold on. Todd you now have to buy the script for every movie <laughs> do you have the shooting it, script for Condor Man well the problem is this is the shooting script so then I had to go back and like because there's like Nathan Fillion changes the line. I was like, oh, is that what it said? And I was like, oh, nope, he changed it. Uh, I'd just like to say that I'm sure that the official shooting script for Condor Man is a bunch of cocktail napkins dusted in cocaine. 100%. All the cocaine. Uh, let's see. You've got a little crush. Okay. You've got a little crush, don't you, Doc? That's going to make it hard to hear this. Later on, I'm going to take little Penny back to my place. Show her the command center. The hammer cycle. Maybe even the ham jet. You think she likes me now? I'm going to give her the night of her life just because you want her. And <laughs> the I ham jet. So it's the command center. Pen- Wait, oh, oh, hold on. Hold on. I'm not done. How dare you? Oh, terribly sorry. Please continue. Penny's giving it up. <clears throat> sorry. Penny's giving it up. Giving it up hard <laughs> because she's with Captain Hammer. And these are not the hammer. <laughs> the hammer is my penis. Is there a stage direction in the script there? Uh, One moment. Let's see. Uh, Let's see. With she's with Captain Hammer, and these is in bold. Holds up his fists. Are not the hammer. He exits frame. Billy yeah. cannot move. 
Hammer re-enters frame, quietly adding, "The hammer is my penis." Yeah, the ex- the exit frame is is the joke needs that. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So then we we get like the beginnings. It seems like of a sad song for Doctor Horrible, and then it turns into a angsty rock. You're gonna die song. Like that's literally a lyric in this song. It's a brand new day. Yeah, the sun is high. The angels sing because you're gonna die. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> That's a good song. Colin, really did hard. you notice it's... when they were leaving the laundromat that the, uh, oh, what's the <laughs> type of light that they're using there to light them? Kleeg. A Kleeg. Yeah, thank you. The Kleeg is like turning to catch Neil Moore when Penny and um, Hammer leave the frame. Or is it a bounce? Is it a bounce light? Ooh. Where it's just bouncing it off. The, a... I don't know. I, I have to go back and watch it. Just but whatever light they're using, it's very clear. Like shifts direction to be more Neil as the uh, as the song goes on, and you're just like, man, shoestring budget on this movie. It's probably it we moving the I light. Mean, the, the the whole giant effect is like so simply and easily done, but it it really sure. is a great bit. It looks great, yeah. So brand new day ends it with uh, we end act two with a fantasy in Doctor Horrible's head. Of him smushing Captain Hammer. All right, TSPHC Army, before we continue on to the third act of Dr. Horrible's Sing Along blog, let's hear from one of the other podcasts on the Night Shift Radio Network. The Storyteller series is a podcast bringing back classic radio theater, featuring engaging storytelling delivered to you monthly. From narrated tales to character driven stories performed by multiple voice actors, all will bring you on an audible journey. Join us at StorytellerSeriesPodcast.com or wherever you get podcasts. We start with uh, generic newscasters. Are these Whedon people? <laughs> yes. That, that is uh, Marty Noxon and David Fury, who were writer-producers on Buffy, and who Thank also you. both are, are prominently featured in Once More with Feeling, the Buffy musical. She sings, uh, oh, what is her bit? He sings, they got the mustard out um and it's like this it's a it's a cutaway gag where they're like they, they all they're all talking about i sang last night i sang too why did we sing you think it's happening all over they open the door and he's like holding up his dry cleaning they got the mustard out. they got the mustard out yeah it's happening everywhere <laughs> <laughs> what is hers though oh hers is is um she's like pleading with a cop uh, uh, about a parking right. ticket Okay. So they both have these little featured bits because they're pretty good singers, actually. Um, and so they, they show up here as the... Uh, yeah, I was going to say the male uh, newscaster, when he started singing, I was like, oh, damn, good for you. Yeah. You got a voice. So we get this whole thing about how Captain Hammer is going to get a statue. The mayor is going to do uh, a statue it's for him. It's a good day to be homeless. Is he getting a statue <laughs> or is he just... So, and the song starts. <laughs> and my question is, I thought Captain Hammer was already oh. the protector of this city. Why does he getting a what? What made him get a statue? Because he told the mayor to make it happen. No, he's getting a statue. He said the mayor's dedicating a statue tonight. It's like, oh, because he helped make the homeless building come into effect. Great question. Oh boy, that's like I know we need to do that to move the story along, but it's it's. I think this is one of the really good songs. I love. I think the the. Captain Hammer groupies are hysterical. Three of them are because they start they, they start so excited and then there's that great turn where they're like, 
we have a problem with her. <laughs> right. This is but his hair. Like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and and but and then and then when they just lean in and go, we do the weird yeah, stuff. Yeah, when he's there's like, no, yeah, it, there's it's nothing. A very not, funny bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do the weird stuff. Yo, Captain Hammer gets to the podium, and then Nathan Fillion gets his song right captain it, this is his song yeah it's everyone's a hero it's it's i think it's a it's a really good song actually there's no bad ones of course right and i yeah. wish it had stayed like this if it's the first time that there's a song happening that that uh horrible isn't singing during that mm-hmm. he's there for you know what i mean like and i was like oh what a i for you know it's been like a decade since i've seen this I'm like oh what a cool little thing he's so determined on turning his stun ray into a death ray which did you recognize the gun? Freeze ray. It's not a. It's not an ice ray. It's. It's not a freeze ray. No. Wait. No. No. The mm-hmm. death ray that he's making. Right. right but it's right. You, it's a freeze ray. It's a freeze. Nope. Ray. He's making. He's got the no, freeze no, ray. It starts as the freeze ray. No. This is the bats and the birds in Batman Returns all over again. No. This is. It starts as the freeze ray and turns into the death ray. Two different. It says Afghanistan right on the. What is it? Oh yeah. Oh you. Son of a bitch. There's two separate guns, Todd. You're the guns guy. The freeze ray is shot at, at Hammer and it stays on, and then he's got the other gun that he's he had I love the I love that you say he's the guns guy, like Todd was carrying a freeze ray when he was an MP. <laughs> That's right. No, he was carrying a stun ray, so he should clearly know what this is. That's when he was right. flying all those planes. I thought it was I thought he took his freeze ray because he makes nope. the point. Because the freeze ray breaks down, and he goes, that's not a good sign. Oh, and he I, still has the gun in his hand. Well, I, I I assumed he has. So he makes the point way at the beginning um, in my freeze ray, the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not in death ray or an ice beam. That's all Johnny Snow. So I took that to mean like he's got one weapon, which is the freeze ray. And he has not a so he has a stun ray that he turns into a death ray and then just takes gaffer tape and writes death over stun. And that gun is the gun that all the brown coats carried in Firefly just turned upside down. Uh, it's actually, I saw that. I think it's actually uh, Starship Troopers. Nope. It is, it is Firefly. Why would it be Starship is Troopers? It- That's not Joss Whedon. You are correct. I don't know. You know what I'm also that. correct about that. There's two fucking guns in this scene. What's that? <laughs> right. I'm also correct that there are well, two yes, guns. There's in this the one. Scene. See, okay. Here's what I had thought had happened. Here's my take on this. He has the design. He can make a freeze ray. That's what he's good at. So he which has. He a, does. He has a handheld <laughs> model, which he will modify to make it into a death ray. He also has the mounted one, which is what he uses to freeze the audience uh-huh except that the well he only freezes hammer right. all the audience member did you oh you're right the movie? you're right because Mar- i feel like Mar- Mar- right now turns to him you're right you're right you're right sometimes <laughs> listen this is what it looks like this is you know it's on but when he he's during so they say he puts down that gun that he's gonna kill hammer with it says stun okay. gun he takes a piece of gaffer tape and writes over it that says death. I missed that it said stun. I thought it was I thought he's a one weapon guy. I thought he only has freeze rays. A, I don't know how much that's gonna end up in the episode. And B no, it's, all, it's totally I fine. cannot wait for Chuck to come after you for this. That's fair. That's fair. Well listen, <laughs> here, I mean we've talked about this before. My problem is I'm typing. Yeah. Like I'm typing on my laptop while I'm watching, so I'm 
you know, oh, something happens and I'm typing and I look down to type and then I look back. So mm-hmm. I, I totally thought it was all freeze rays, handheld, you know, I gotcha. tripod. Got it. All right. All right. So, All right. Uh, so we're at the Captain Hammer dedication, and like you said, Todd, he sings the best song. Such a good number. Everyone's yeah. a hero in their own way. And I, I love at the beginning of his speech. I hate the homelessness in this country. <laughs> in this problem, yeah. <laughs> it was that same earlier point. I think Colin, you made about like the use of a pause to make a joke mm-hmm. that on mm-hmm. paper isn't there. It's the exact same thing, yeah. Well, and, the, and it's the cue card gag, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got these. He's got his little three by fives, right? So he gets everyone in the audience to sing along with him. Um, and right when Except he's about Penny. to hit the Star Search, American yeah. Idol, depending on what generation you are, note at <laughs> the end, he gets hit with a working freeze ray. Uh, uh, horrible! Remember to charge it up before. He started to shoot it. So he freezes him. Neil Patrick Harris gets yet another great number because it starts all like nice and soft and calm. And he starts firing the gun and being like, yeah, you can run away now. Like he is full on villain in this moment. Yeah, it's a great. I th- That may be my favorite number. But then still with a moment of humor. As a reporter is furiously taking notes, he stops and leans over and goes, Yeah, it's two R's. H-O-R-R. Yeah, right. Burn! He's full villain, but he's still and- not killer because he goes to shoot Hammer and he pauses. He can't do it. Well, but there's also uh, just, this is the this is where you get the lyric. Then I win. Then I get everything I ever. All the cash, all the fame and social change. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think, I do think that it, this is the moment where the text is telling us his frustration with society is, is stemming from his personal anger. It's not, he's not necessarily a principled revolutionary. Sure. Or, or he started from that, but he is, or he started from that. Yeah. From that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But by this point, he's, he's an angry man with a gun. <sighs> yeah. Yikes. Thank goodness. We don't have any of those yeah. in this country. Yeah. yeah. What can uh, one man with a gun do? Well, angry men don't write the rules and guns don't write the wrongs, as somebody wrote. Todd, that's from the musical Assassins. Oh, there's there's dialogue and songs. It's written by Stephen Sondheim, who is apparently Joss Whedon's inspiration. Isn't that? I believe he said equal parts Sondheim and Elton John. So, <laughs> I think Assassins is, isn't that notable for um, the near uh, destruction of a classical guitar? Am I remembering that correctly? You motherfucker. <laughs> so freeze ray breaks down. So, uh, um, <laughs> Hammer punches uh, uh, horrible right in the face. He grabs the stun gun. It's like fritzing. And in true Gaston fashion, he finishes his big note. <laughs> before he continues the scene. That's a great bit. Yeah, that joke. That joke is directly lifted from the Beauty and the Beast stage musical. So, Bell, what'll it be? Is it yes or is it? Oh, yes. I. I just don't deserve you. Who does? Me. But thanks for asking. It's an homage. Um, <laughs> I, it is worth noting that Captain Hammer seems to have no compunction about killing. He's, he's oh, he's definitely trying to kill sure. Doctor Horrible. 
he full on is going to shoot him. Horrible is defenseless and defeated, and he's going to murder him. Is the correct word? I yeah. Think. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it, um, he has been um, he has been uh, written in uh, like uh, murder Batman, but Batman <laughs> from, from Batman v Superman. <laughs> <laughs> so he's. He's a Zack Snyder character. Hey, wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> I like that Batman. Murder Batman? No, he's like the uh, Zack Snyder yeah, Superman. Right, well. It, oh, <laughs> well, I, yeah. Uh, hashtag Henry Cavill deserved better. Listen, I love my. He's my hashtag he's my Superman. All right. So Hammer pulls the trigger, straight up tries to murder Horrible. But of course, Horrible's not a killer. He doesn't know how to make death rays, and the gun explodes. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, no. I I think it would have worked. I think it's the fact that when it fell, oh, it I don't glitched. Think so. I, I don't think so, because I don't think I don't think Horrible's a murderer. Because, again... He, I, like to, I like that idea. I think you're wrong. <laughs> hmm. he, he's, only, he's only driven to murder because, you know, the heist he thought was going to get him into the evil league of evil. They specifically, so we didn't talk about the follow-up level f- letter from Evil Horse said basically. Bad Horse. What's that? Bad Horse. Bad Horse. Or Bad Horse, right. Uh, the follow-up letter says basically, no, you have to commit murder now, right? Like your your heist right. didn't go as planned. Murder is how you're going to get in. So I feel he's, now, he's wrong. He makes the choice to do it, but he's going to kill. Mm-hmm. But he's making the deliberate choice. If I'm going to kill anybody, I'm going to kill this horrible person captain hammer because i'll fire into the ceiling to scare everybody to clear it out so there's no danger Uh that anyone else is killed but it is hard he's not good at murder yeah the the death ray explodes and who is caught with the shrapnel but penny oh and before this happened well before we see that we do there is a moment of humor (laughs) because captain oh captain is this what pain is like (laughs) oh mama someone maternal Get out, Someone maternal. That's a great line. <laughs> yeah, but when uh, when Penny had the shrapnel in her, the bean goes, "Is she gonna die?" I'm like, "Well, yes," <laughs> because the bean thought it was gonna be that Penny was gonna realize that Hammer was a jerk, a la Gaston, and end up with um, horrible. At the end of the first, set, uh, at at the end of Act One, she's like, "That's what's going to happen." I'm like, "Good luck." Okay. I mean, we're definitely conditioned to to that. Like, that's the that's the thing. But it, I mean, look, ideally, she wouldn't necessarily die, but I think she shouldn't end up with horrible either. He's actually not a good person. Like, he no, no, she's make good both. decisions, and he doesn't. You know, like that would be a that would be a real reinforcing of uh, I deserve the girl you know, she shouldn't choose sure. the bully kind of narrative. Right. That's, you know, that's, but, but I mean, yeah, realistically she should be hurt by the, by it, but survive and then be like, look, yeah, Captain Hammer is a maniacal asshole, but you made this death ray and tried to kill a bunch yeah, of people. Right. But you're yeah. not great either. I choose me. I choose no one else. If she, because she has this moment of clarity, right? She leaves the stage when Captain Hammer's singing Everyone's a Hero, which is really about what a wonderful hero I am. But she has this moment Mm -hmm. where she's like, well, this is not attractive to me. If she had died to your point, like rejecting both of them, right? Right. Then at least she gets growth. But she is arguably Mm -hmm. the most 
the most two-dimensional, I think more two-dimensional than Captain Hammer because he does break down at the end. Yeah, that's that's true. That's yeah, true. I, if, if she had died saying, you know, wow, I'm really disappointed you were a supervillain, you know, or something yeah. like that. I know. liked you. Yeah, something, uh, yeah, right. But you were sweet. Something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. That would have been nice. But instead, Penny dies and immediately... The reporters immediately think that Horrible has killed Penny. Um, there's a couple newspapers that go by saying, surprise, uh, you know, Horrible's girlfriend killed. City mourns, what's her name? That's a great, yeah, that's great. Doctor, Doctor, or Captain Hammer's girlfriend killed. Which yeah. is, that's a funny yeah. joke. I mean, funny and, and horrible. And it's reinforced with the City mourns, what's her name? Uh, yeah. We see Captain <laughs> Hammer... Um, uh, in, in therapy, for some reason, I want to spend a minute on this. Hammer's groupies are suddenly Hor- horrible yeah. groupies. Why? That it's is it just a dark turn that they wanted yeah. to have? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's so weird. Uh, unless it is. So, Hammer in hiding. Hammer is he a coward or just on vacation? Is the oh right? Like, are they repulsed by? his you know emasculation i think it's a i think it's a wrestling kind of thing where like whoever's top dog gets the fans kind of even whether they're the face or the heel okay that makes sense yeah yeah Yeah. uh the rock the rock is a heel but is loved sure so brett michaels or not brett michaels uh sean michaels brett michaels was a face uh no sean well sean michaels is a heel sean's a heel but brett was a face yeah you mean the lead singer poison? Uh, you, you, oh, you, right. That's the, that's the lead singer right. Sorry, that's it. Sean Michaels was the wrestler. But there's another Michaels. Bro- Phil, help us out. Michael here. Richards. You mean Michael Richards? <laughs> he was black. No, he's definitely a heel. <laughs> <laughs> Sticking forks in people's asses. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then we have the last song here, yeah. which mm-hmm. is. Everything. All kind of done as a montage, yeah. but. which is when all these things we're talking about. Newspapers all underneath that. Well, and then and then you, we finally get to see inside the Evil League of Evil. Have you guys looked up what some of the names of the uh, yes of the, but go of ahead. the villains yeah. are? Yes. Uh, so we've got uh, we've got Pink Pummeler, <laughs> Purple Pimp, uh-huh. Professor Normal, uh-huh. Tie Dye, <laughs> Fake Thomas Jefferson. That's my snake favorite. bite, uh-huh. and somewhat, somewhat creepily presciently, dead Bowie. Yeah, Jed Whedon is dead Bowie. Yeah, yeah dead Jed. No, Jed is dead Bowie. Yeah, and uh, fake Thomas Jefferson is one of the Whedon. Fake boys, Jefferson too. is the other Whedon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he's the credit at the end is Drew Goddard. No, no, it's Drew Goddard. It's, it's Drew Goddard. Oh, I'm Who sorry, is. it's Drew Goddard. That's right. And I was like, Drew Goddard's in this thing. That's yeah. amazing. Well, he was he was a he was a writer on Buffy, yeah. Because yeah, right. Joss produces Cabin in the Woods, which is the greatest horror movie. That's such a good movie. Yeah. Well, and Whedon and Goddard's relationship is um, Bradley. What what are their names? The two guys you meet right at the beginning of Cabin in the Woods, the guys that work in the factory. Bradley Whitford and. Is it Richard Jenkins? Richard Jenkins. Yes. Like, supposedly, that's how they interact with each other. They're just like, let's just write these characters to be us. That's brilliant. I, yeah. Which is great. 
I'm not sure how we're going to get it in there, but that one have to, might have to be a Patreon because I love it. Uh, well, it's our Patreon. We can do what we want. Oh, That's okay. how we get it in there. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Right? Wait, what? Cabin yeah. in the yeah, Woods? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, um, so the ending is not only a gut punch, but it's a double gut punch because you're like, oh, no, he really did want to be this evil guy the whole time you know he takes his uh welding glasses and puts them down on his face it gives him like this wait, wait, wait. bug-like What's look take on this i don't think we're in the same place wait a minute let me finish before you okay <laughs> and then the very last shot of the movie is him dejected and sad and he's like well I have nothing else to live for. Yeah, okay. I might as well join the League of e- Evil League of Evil. And it is like someone just one, two punching you in the gut. You're like, no, Billy, don't be the bad guy. Oh, you do it because you have nothing else. Oh, God. Yeah. No, oh. it's it's definitely a, he will hide his inner pain. But I think forever. it's telling that the last shot of him is him in actually clothes that we never we don't ever yes, see do. him doing the vlog. In civilian, we never see him dress as Billy. Yep, he's, every time he's doing the blog, he's Doctor Horrible. Mm-hmm. But the last shot after he has taken the white coat, made it red, but and he is like almost numb to it, right? Mm-hmm. Joined the Evil League of Evil, but the last shot is him pained as Billy. So I, I think that's who he is inside, and I think, I think he, I think, I think. His attitude is exactly as you described it. I might as well be evil. I have nothing else, but that's not, it's not him. And this is the point where I don't, I, you know what? Uh, we're going to introduce him in a second, but I don't know where the bean fully fell on the end of this. But when, when the credits started rolling, she went, that's it. Is there a sequel? I'm like, nope. This is, should be, this is an origin story. She's uh-huh. she's only, she's starting to age yeah. into downer endings now. Wait, did you say you're going to introduce them? Is she awake? Is she literally going to come on and talk now? <laughs> no, I'm going to cut it in. Later. No, you're going to cut it in later. Yeah, no, yeah. they're they're hopefully yeah, all asleep. Yeah, came down upstairs. and closed the door on me, so I think yeah. they went upstairs. <laughs> yeah, I got a I got a text that was like a bit loud. Love you. <laughs> I've I've surprisingly gotten no text. Ah, got it. Well, I don't have a closed door in this room, so. Oh, that's true. I got to figure out where I'm going to set this up, but I, I went in the basement to do it, and it's just the the heater's yeah. too loud. Uh, no, maybe you're going to have to get some of that the the, no. the baffles baffling. Oh yeah, I'm going to have to do padding. So, like we said, the end of this is Doctor Horrible joining the Evil League of Evil, Billy. and the smash cuts to Billy, sad and dejected, sitting there, and the last thing he says is, "And I won't feel a thing." And movie. I want to point out that if uh, the hamster's wheel spinning ends up in the episode, my audio is fucked because he is still running on his wheel. We I don't hear since it at all. about ten minutes so. before I mentioned it in the episode, he's still going. So, guys, that was a movie. That was a movie. So we got some questions, as we always that do. That was a web series. Oh, that's true. That oh, was a web series, wasn't it? You <laughs> son of a... So, Colin, who was your the most valuable performer for you? Oh, I, I, Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, yeah it's Neil. It's Neil yeah, Patrick Harris, 100%. The, the thing lives and dies on, on, on following that character. And like we said before, like 
so much of it is written around the talents that were he was known to have. You know? mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And and it's called Doctor Horrible's Sing Along Blog. It's him. He's he's carrying this entire web series on his shoulders and he's the villain right so if he really if he doesn't do it well boy it it goes bad right you know he's, he's the villain but he's also the protagonist right 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 but he's but that's a tough that's a tougher line to walk than being the cowboy in the white hat. right <laughs> yeah hey Colin, who is your favorite character oh that's gotta be uh captain hammer yeah casey you oh i, I well is it dr horrible or is it captain hammer i'm gonna say I'm going to say it's both. Okay. I'm going to cheat and give it to both of them. Okay. Uh, for me, it's it's definitely Captain Hammer. I mean, like he's he's Hammond. Nathan Fillion I love, and he is just so delightful in this. Sure. Yeah. 100%. Hey, Colin, what's the best scene for you? Now, we're going we're, we're gonna to do a best song. Yeah, song will be at the end. Yeah. Ooh. So, because uh, se- separate from that, best scene is... Um, I, I think it's I think it's actually uh, like the 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 opening monologue is really like it's such a it like you were talking about earlier Todd it really sets the tone and the character so well like it just serves I mean it, it's not necessarily the funny even have all the funniest jokes but it serves the structure of the thing so well sure boy that's good I was gonna say when Kevin but now you have to say mine because mine was good. Right, I know, but mm-hmm. I was thinking that's how it works, Todd. You said it was good. Now you have to say mine. Kevin never confronts Billy in oh, the laundromat, mean. not just for the hammer is my penis, although that is the best line in the in <laughs> the, the world property. But but I but you're right. Yeah, that's I mean, here's the thing. This is one of those things like we've reviewed many before. You can throw a rock and whatever you hit in there is just yeah. delightful. So I could I could take the opening. I could take the laundromat confrontation. Um, I'm going to say it's him signing the trying to sign the petition while trying to steal the van because it's, oh, it's like yes. it's right here. Here's what you because that yeah. scene in an alternate universe would have taken Billy down the path he wanted. He would have ended up with Penny. Yeah, that's the scene that yeah. screws it up for him. So. There's no rest of movie if he isn't distracted by the van. So that's that's my favorite. But you're right. I mean, again, whatever you pick is is all good. Here. Right. It, it's an embarrassment of riches in this movie. Hey, Colin, what is one scene that you would cut? Oof. Hmm. You know, it's it's hard to say if I would cut a whole scene, but I think we kind of touched on this before that I, I would I would have loved to see a slightly different ending for Penny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. One that one that further underlined, you know, or gave her some growth and further underlined that, you know, neither of these guys was really worth her time, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I agree. In different ways. Yeah, I agree. But since we can't do that, I'm not going to cut anything. (laughs) I'm not. There's nothing to cut this uh, story structure. We could change a couple of things here and there, but cutting anything we have done we have substituted like cut a line or change a line sure like we have we have we have done that before. sure if if but there's not a lot there's not a lot of fat on the story right is what there's no saying. no yeah. fat so yes I, I, if we all vote for penny to have a different fate does that work yeah okay then that's what i vote for then yeah, yeah. that's you too that's our first sweep yeah yep absolutely yeah, okay and lastly 
Colin, who is the actor having the most fun? Nathan Fillion. Nathan by, Fillion. by a country mile. Nathan yeah, Fillion. of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah, there's all no- having fun. Uh-huh. Sure. But, but Nathan Fillion is having the most fun. Yeah. I feel like the hammer groupies are having a blast. Like that's true too. This is literally sure. one of those things where I think where if you were like, Oh wait, can I just, can I just be the boom operator? Oh yeah, I'm there. Oh yeah. Like, Oh absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we are going to tweak it a little bit. We are going to add one mm-hmm. new question. Colin, what is your favorite song? You know, it's tough. I had this experience. Like I said, I I've definitely seen this at least three or four times. I probably binged it a couple of times when it first came out. And then I haven't watched it in 10 years. And watching it was so interesting because have you ever had this experience of like remembering it as you go? Mm -hmm. Something that was so imprinted and then you spent a long time away from. And so it was like like instant nostalgia. Yeah. And and so it really just I enjoyed, especially as every song was sort of like, right, this song is so good. So I I cannot say which song is I I um is like the best, mm-hmm. but I have re- I was left and possibly this is just running order. I think "Slipping" is a great song. His last, you know, I'm a sucker for for things that uh, start quiet and go loud. Yeah, you know, yeah. like a like the the Nirvana effect. Um, which is really the Pixies effect, and, uh, yeah, but, uh, and he gets a lot of those. But it's yeah, yeah it's a good. Um, it's a. I really think that that's that one's been sticking with me. Casey, what do you think? Uh, Brand new day. Oh, okay. Brand new day is such a great song because it does the same thing. It starts out, and you're like, oh no, Billy's so dejected. Oh my god, he's gonna kill everyone. <laughs> you know, like or I'm planning to kill. It's it's a great song, and it really shows off. Uh, the best of Neil Patrick Harris's vocal abilities, I think. Uh, great choices, uh, but we got a three-way split here. Uh, for me, it's and maybe it's just, again, letting you know that, hey, it's a musical, but you're going to love it. My Freeze Ray, again, how catchy <laughs> is that hook? Like, I'll be singing that for the next week, and I'm, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, that is a good hook, though. But how interesting that we all chose horrible songs. Yeah, like he gets the most songs, but nobody went for everyone's a hero. I mean, everyone's a hero. Too. I mean, great, and look though. again. Anything, anything is good. I'll say this about everyone's a hero. Yeah. Everyone's a hero is the best um, musical theater song. Sure, it's the one you could most drop into a to a classic musical, and it it does what it what it does what it does. It's this parody of an inspirational thing that is totally undercut by this guy's selfishness and idiocy. And it's, it's structurally extremely tight. Agreed. And got some yeah. really funny jokes. Yeah. The IMDB score for this movie was an 8.5 out of 10. Gentlemen, what do you think? Uh, you know, with, even with the caveats about wishing it engaged a little more with some of the, the themes, uh, you know, and that there was a, a stronger role for women. I think on its merits for what it was setting out to do in the time, it's it's a nine for me. Like this is, there's very little wrong with this. It's a really kind of remarkable and sui generis. Like I can't think of another forty two minute bit of storytelling that isn't part of an exist of, of a television thing, you know, that really it's great, you know. Yeah. 
I agree with everything you said. If 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 anything, I wish there was more, and I'm gonna ding it for uh, killing Penny when she could have had a better ending to her story. I'm gonna go nine. Also, it's a it's a it's a ninety percent nine point zero for me. Three way tie, nine out of ten. This is uh, it's hey, almost perfect. Look yeah. at that. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's so close. It get, and and it's not like the point. Aside from the penny thing, it's not like I'm taking points away because it's bad. I just wish it was a I wish there'd yeah. been more. Maybe if this had been something other than a uh, web series, if this had been like an actual TV show movie, we would have gotten that. So, I'm not dinging the the production. It's just I wish there was more. So, Dan's breakdown. All right. uh, you watched it with the bean. Huh. Mm-hmm. Colin, your kids are not in contention at this point. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, so, having just watched this, uh, it just worked out that Joe was not. Uh, Joe was actually working on schoolwork when I was watching this. Uh, but I'll try and watch this tomorrow with Joe because I want to watch it again and I want to share yeah. it with him. And actually, uh, the goon as well, I think, would would appreciate the singing. So, we'll we'll see. Yeah. Well, and since you said that, I think this is a perfect time. Uh, as I said at the beginning, Danny and the Bean watched it together with, uh, watched it with me. So uh, let's get their take on it right now. Oh, hey, nerds. Uh, it's Danny and the Bean, and we've been asked, Hey, y'all. <laughs> I'm a lucky girl. Uh, we've been asked by... Uh, Casey to give a few of our thoughts on Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog because uh, the Bean enjoyed watching it with us, kind of, sort of. She has some thoughts. So Bean, uh, what's your... Don't be a goob. Uh, Can you give us, in a few words, your synopsis, your summary of Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog? Why, yes, I can. Um, well, it starts off, he's doing his blog, obviously. You know, he's Dr. Horrible, because, I mean, you know, all villains have to do a blog <laughs> about their life now. Um, and what happens? And, well, then he finds this girl named Penny, and he likes her, right? And then there's, like, this, like, car scene where he's trying to, like, do evilly stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, well... There's the the superhero who everyone loves, and he's kind of like a jerk. And, you know, Penny falls in love with him. And, you know, he's like, oh, look at my wrist. I have to go. And then the big headboard of villains um, tells him that he needs to do something bad or kill someone. So he is going to kill the jerk. Captain Hammer. Captain Hammer. Yeah, that guy. (laughs) Um, But then... He goes to the like little theater where the where the um, captain hammer hammer. Okay. I was about to say Captain Hook. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Captain Hammer um, is doing like a speech thing, and you know he accidentally shoots Penny, and it was devastating. And I screamed my eyeballs out because it was very mad. So yeah, that's my summary. <laughs> it's a pretty good summary. Um, so, would you say the most surprising thing is when Penny died at the end? Duh. <laughs> Thanks. So I remember. So we were watching it, and each part we would like 
check in with you a little bit and you kept going wait that's it wait wait that's it um you were like highly offended that it was over i didn't think it would end like that it didn't seem like that kind of short film that kind of short film because you are a fine connoisseur of the short film (laughs) genre um okay so you know that uh Casey and Todd have their questions that they ask at the end of every episode. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have one that's different for you. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so you were in a part of you being highly offended um, at the ending of um, wait, wait, the musical. It's pronounced highly offended. My apologies. <laughs> you wanted to know one of the first things you said was, is there a sequel? And when we said no, that was it. And we explained to you why this was made and talked about the strike and talked about um, web series production and all that stuff you really didn't care about because all you wanted to know was what happened next. So I was just like, get, I was just like, get to the point, woman, like I'm not even listening to you right now. It's my whole life, folks, mm-hmm. my whole life. <laughs> so if there was a sequel yeah. to Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, mm-hmm. What kind of things would you want to have happen in it? Okay, this is gonna sound weird, but I'd want like so he'd be he the movie would start there'd be like a song or something, uh-huh. like a dramatic song about how he misses Penny, piano, maybe some piano rock, but um, <laughs> but um, I love me some piano rock, <laughs> piano rock bra, and then what would happen? Okay, and then. Sorry, everybody. We just noticed that our hamster is staring at us in kind of like a... I'm going to kill you. In your sleep kind of way, huh? All right. Maybe Theodore Jenkins, the hamster, really also enjoyed. So after the piano okay. rock song. Okay. After the piano rock song, um, the dude, the Captain Hammer. Yeah. Yeah, I got his name right. Um, he come and... He'd kill the guy because he killed his girlfriend, right? And and then he'd go with Penny, and then he'd confess the feelings for her in heaven, and then they'd, and then they'd get married. That's what you want the sequel okay, to be? Okay, I, ha- I have another idea. Okay. Okay, so he's talking about how much he misses Penny, and then, like, he... he he does this great big win against Captain Hammer, and then suddenly he he loses again and again, and then he feels like he isn't himself anymore, and then and randomly Penny comes out of nowhere, confesses his feelings, and boom, done. So you really want Penny and someone to get together? It's my ship. No, 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 no. I don't want Captain Hammer and Penny together. That was like the worst ship to ever sail can you explain to the listeners what ship means okay so say you're a middle school um person like me and and you have a boy and a girl or whatever whatever gender but um say it was boy and girl and and you know you're like you guys should date and they're like no and then you mush their names together and that's a ship name then you say a ship and then there's like a shipping sailing so yeah life lesson for you so what would your dad and i be 
Daisy or Canny? I like Daisy better. <laughs> Do you ship us? Nah. <laughs> oh, it hurts. It hurts so much. Um, all right. So we really, really liked the songwriting in Dr. Singalong's horrible blog. I think that's wrong. <laughs> Strike that. Reverse it. Nope, nope. Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. It's kind of like Super Pod Hero Cast. It's like words that are smushy. Um, the Superpod Hero Cast. You know they're going to use that, right? <laughs> okay. They should. <laughs> they should. What would Casey and Todd's ship name be? I don't ship them. As, as like okay. super bros? Okay, super bros. Okay. Super bros. Grow, super bros. grow up. <laughs> grow up, please. Okay, um, that'd be Cod. <laughs> Cod. Or? Or, um, uh, Tacy. <laughs> oh my god. I think I like cod. Yeah, like the fish. Like the fish. (laughs) Oh, I ship you, Todd and Casey. Cod from from now on. Um, So if there was to be a sequel of Dr. Singalong's Horrible Blog, I keep doing it. Dr. Horrible Singalong Blog. If there was a sequel, I think I would want Dr. Horrible to have to change his name at the end because he finds out that he um, he really does have the ability to love and then falls in love with somebody else, and then he's good, and then he helps save the world, and everybody sees Captain Hammer for the dingleberry that he is. No. Just... Dude, neither of them okay. are going to happen, okay, so... But, 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 I mean, I like that, but I don't want him to move a fawn. He needs Penny! She needs to come back to life! She was never dead after all! Uh-huh. And then Captain Hammer. No, he's Captain Hook because he's a jerk. Because Captain Hook's a jerk. You get it? <laughs> I kind of get it. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening to uh, Danny and the Beans' take of Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog and what we think should happen um, for a sequel. You know what? There's still time, guys. There is still time. We're all practicing social distancing right now. And what better time is there to make another mini web musical where the Beans dreams come true and Penny comes back to life? What would be good is if I could start my own YouTube channel for Gotcha Life. If I could, if if you would let me, um, then you should follow me and subscribe. Can I start my own YouTube channel? Ladies and gentlemen, please subscribe to the fake YouTube channel. That no, no, you can't. We're not talking about Wait, that right what now. What about the weird? Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. All right, ladies, thank you very much. Uh, so, is it time to pull a movie? Yeah. And now it's time to pick the next movie from Thor's helmet. Yeah. Now, how do we do this? So I was now? thinking about. So we're gonna do it like we did it the last time. I don't remember because I had been drinking a lot the last time. Th- that's not surprising. I thought of how we could do it, so I'm not pulling. What I'm going to do is I'm going to grab three different slips. I'm going to set them on the desk in front of you, and they're going to be from my left to right, one, two, and three. And then I think we're going to ask Colin to pick number one, number two, or number three. Does that seem? That seems overcomplicated. Well, because I picked last time. 
Did you just describe three card Monty? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He one hundred percent did. Send me twenty dollars and then follow the queen. Follow the All queen. Right. So I have three <laughs> slips in front of me. We're just, oh, just so, picking up so this, is, so this is what we're doing. <laughs> this is what we're doing. There's got to be a random number generator. No, this, right? what we did before is Todd reached his hand into the bucket, into the helmet. You said stop. He inserted his hand. Yes, he inserted <laughs> his hammer. Um, no, what you what you should do is Todd, you reach into the helmet. Colin says stop. I'll look down, and then you hold it up so he can read it. That's what we did the last time. I know, but 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 I, but I was still pulling. Like it was still my hand. Like I feel like at least this way there are three distinct slips. How, wait a minute, but it's still your hand here because you just pulled the three slips. But you can, Todd. But you can, you're overthinking this. <laughs> see what I'm doing though. So uh, this. Side, okay, I'll let you so do this. One, but here's the thing: if it's a shitty movie, it is 100 percent all on you. Wait, Todd. so wait, let me make Todd's picture larger here. So I know what the three movies Sweet. are. Todd, are you looking at the, what the three movies are? There are three different movies, which I will show you afterwards. But this is one, <sighs> two, three over here. So uh, you, I, I'm trying to hold them down low enough so you can't see below the uh, text. Okay. But you can see that there are three. Yeah, I know. I, I, I can't see below your, your Nathan Fillion shirt here. Uh, middle. Middle. Middle, you say? Okay. Yes. So the middle, I will drop the. Well, other. Just turn around. I can read it. Yeah, it says uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, nineteen ninety two. What does it say? So, no, no, it's it's our old friend Mickey. Oh, I I couldn't see that. MCU. So it would be Thor: The Dark World. Thor: Thor The Dark World. Okay. Um. Uh. Hey Todd, remember when I said if it was a bad movie, I was going to blame Thor you. The Dark World. I'm blaming you. <laughs> listen, we listen, we got we don't get to Ragnarok without Dark World. It also has one of the greatest Thor jokes. Which of all one? Time. Oh, yes. when he hangs his hammer up on the coat rack. <laughs> I, I I view that I view that as like the little seed that will eventually grow into Ragnarok. I'll be, yes. it would I'll, I'll tell you what it would not surprise me if we like this more on the rewatch. Well, I'll be interested. Have, have either of you watched it since um, I've watched since Endgame? It, oh, since Endgame, no, no. Where, where it's revisited and becomes important. <laughs> okay, here here's why I don't think we're gonna like it as much as you think. What's the what's the villain's name, Todd? Malekith. Yes, Malekith the Accursed. What's his plan in? Ten words or less. He's going to destroy all the worlds. Why? Because racism. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a shitty. Yeah, it's it's a, exactly it's a racism. shitty plan. That's my. That's going to be my gripe with the movie. Well, this is sometimes a problem with Thor stories in general. Is like, what is your motivation? Oh, you're you're a character from fable and myth. That's your motivation. It, well, that's true. except although ironically, I, I mean, Malekith isn't obviously actually from, but you know what I mean. Just dark elves. Dark elves are bad. Yeah, but but here's, I mean, I think this was just, uh, I, I think they didn't know what to do with Thor until Taika Waititi came along mm -hmm. because the source material they're pulling from, in my opinion, is the hands down all time best Thor is Walt Simonson, which is all yeah. of this stuff. And that's, 
if there's disappointment for me, it's going to be because the movie doesn't live up to the source material. Well, and we, we switched directors right before they started shooting. So sure. That's never right. It was supposed to be Patty mm-hmm. Jenkins. Right. All right. So uh, let's watch a trailer. Some believe that before the universe, there was nothing. They're wrong. There was darkness. And it has survived. I gave you my word. I would return. What's gonna happen? Hold on. So that's a trail. So my main question, much like at the beginning of Thor, why does it sound like Anthony Hopkins is reading his dialogue in a broom closet? Because Anthony Hopkins is collecting a paycheck. <laughs> ouch. <laughs> I mean, right. I'm not, that's I'm right. not disagreeing. Oh. I'm just saying, ouch. Yeah. yeah. Hopkins, he actually, I think cares in that one scene, the, the one scene he has in Ragnarok, but other than that, in the Thor movies, he is there for the money. Yeah, I think I think I think it, it's probably much like uh, Harrison Ford. He's like, I don't have to be in this franchise anymore. I mean, more more <laughs> often than not, Hopkins has been there for the paycheck since I'd say the first Zorro movie. <laughs> wow! Ouch! Not again. Not disagreeing. Not he's disagreeing. still good. He's just he's still good. yeah yeah. Uh, either of you want to take a guess at the imdb score what do you, this movie. What do you think case oh it's got to be low this is a pretty hated movie uh i'm gonna say in the low uh, low to mid sixes yeah high sixes 6.9 boy you guys are pretty mm-hmm. pretty good at this the ryan right? boys strike again I, I i don't i don't actually think it's a terrible movie i think it's just a thoroughly mediocre one if I recall, Tom Hiddleston's very good at it and the Loki stuff. Sure. Um, the beginning of phase two made me nervous for the future of the MCU until we get to the next movie, which is still my favorite MCU movie of all time. Wait, yeah. what follows immediately after Dark Winter World? Soldier. Whoa, Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Winter Soldier's a great movie. Guys, that was a movie. That was a movie. Uh, Colin, let's say someone liked what you had to say during this episode that's poor soul that poor soul (laughs) (laughs) say they wanted to hear more of your musing and thoughts of the world and there was a device in which they could do such a thing where could people find you on those things should you wish 
to have them find you? I am technically on Facebook, but I'm not on Facebook. I'm on Twitter at, no. at role of Colin Ryan. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's more or less it. Instagram still scares you. <laughs> it don't, doesn't scare me. I just, there are pictures on the rest of the internet, so I don't understand why I need a separate place for pictures. <laughs> I, I just, because there are filters. Yeah. To make your eyes all, all buggy and big. That's, that's the appeal. Yeah. hey todd uh same idea someone liked what you had to say in this episode what uh where could they find you to enjoy more of your musings and works absolutely go check out my blog tmp in syr.com or twitter or instagram with the handle at tmp in syr hey casey yes yada 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 you internet them yada 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 did you just yada 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 my new shit? Yada yada yada. I mentioned the bisque. <laughs> well done. Uh, on Instagram, I am not dot Ryan Casey. On Twitter, I am not Ryan Casey. You can also follow the Instagram account for the Superpod Hero Cast, which is Superpod Hero Cast. Or if you have comments, questions, concerns, you can email us at superpodherocast at gmail.com because only Cap writes letters. Tony, do you get a lot of concerns? That's aspirational. We hope. You know, <laughs> yeah. Someday, someday <laughs> someone's going to be concerned for us. I'm concerned all these <laughs> shitty superhero movies might be driving you insane. Yeah. Music for the episode is provided to us by Kevin McLeod. He puts out a variety of music available royalty-free at his website, which is incompetech.com. We took his theme song, Take a Chance, as our theme. Also, if you are listening to this currently to the time of its release, we hope that you are staying safe, staying sane, taking care of yourself mentally, physically. And uh, if you like what we're doing, you can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a great review. That would be very helpful. Yep. Um, We made a couple of references today to our Patreon. So Mm -hmm. if you're curious what's happening there... Uh, we explore some other kinds of things there. A couple bucks a month just shows you're appreciating what we're doing. Kick in five bucks a month, unlocks a variety of bonus content. Ten bucks a month, uh, get the opportunity to shape the podcast. We are almost done with our second season of Patreon episodes. Season one was holiday-themed movies. Season two, mm-hmm. we're having a blast with, which is, oh, you haven't seen that? It's a movie one of us has seen and usually loves. And the other one has never seen before. So go check that Mm -hmm. out. That is patreon.com slash T-S-P-H-C. Yeah. I'm on the Patreon. It's where all the cool kids are. What are you doing? Why aren't you on the Patreon? (laughs) Nice. Repeat that. That might be a drop that we use later on. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, so that'll do it for the Superpod HeroCast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Colin Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And for Casey Ryan, I'm Colin Ryan. And I've been your moderator, Bob Brown. Be heroic. It's fine. I'll fix it. You're going to sync up the counting, too. Yes. And it'll sound great. Let's all do one clean so you've got it. No, because it's no, it's all three separate. It doesn't matter if I can. I I just did it with. I'll just give you three in a row. Oh, hello. Hello. And welcome to the Superpod HeroCast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 56. (laughs) Okay.
What are we drinking? I don't know. I was trying to do my Captain Hammer. Uh, no, I, it wasn't very good. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I just got a message from Kelsey saying Thor Ragnarok is definitely my favorite Thor. Kelsey, you're 100%, 100% right. right. Bed horse, bed horse. The sky is blue and all the leaves are green. The sun's as warm as a baked potato. Mom texted us one time and she was like, is Star Trek something, the wor- Star Trek 3 the worst one? They were watching Search for Spock and I was like, oh God, no. No, 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 Star no, Trek no. 3 is is acceptable. Yeah. Um, there's there's still like five and Nemesis and, other, you know, but that we would do a, we would do a re- Star Trek movie rewatch with you, me, and mom. Oh, God. And call it where no mom has gone before. <laughs> <laughs> I'd listen to that. I see. You, you see how it's showing my thing here, but if I go over here, it gets a little softer and softer. You got to be right up on it, and you can talk nice and loud. Okay. It's all staying. So, pause it. I don't want to get rid of that. Oh, it's gold. A man's gotta do what a man has got to do. Oh, we lost Colin. <laughs> He's just full on walking away. <laughs> now, wait, just let me say, in addition to the songs from this, has anybody else had Someone Keeps Moving My Chair by the Giants in your head? Oh, Mr. Horrible, Mr. Horrible. It's the ugliest man, Mr. Horrible. It, uh, Todd's lost. <laughs> nope. I cannot believe you oh, don't really? like uh, They Might Be Giants. They're so good. It's nerd it's rock, It's not man. that I don't like them. I never sought them out. On the occasion well, when I heard their stuff, I liked it, but I, they're not something I, I look for. 